0: Hey, so we're here with another episode, and we're going to be talking about uh, data and things related to data. We got uh, Steve, we got Craig, and oh, there's great (laughs) data-rific stuff to talk about. So I'm just going to let Craig drop some knowledge, so go for it, my man. Okay,
1: so here's a fun little fact to just uh, just jump right into. We may have have had an election recently. Uh, Those Uh, were state elections, mind
0: you. I hear that Fox News and CNN are the ones that certify electors. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, that's not. Yes, it is. It is
2: totally true. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm
0: getting conflicting information here. One of you is saying that it's true that the media is the sole proprietor of electorship in uh, America, and one of you is saying it's not. So so, so the way the process goes – They sit
2: there and give uh, Arizona to Biden like four days before the actual vote totals came in, but you know.
1: Well, let's 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 let's, uh, let's go ahead and follow in on that one. Uh, what does it mean to actually to have your electors allocated? What is required for that? Well, your certified vote total is required, and the uh, the election result certification dates are actually known. Uh, so one now those state have all so far already happened.
0: Right? Those happened back in September. Right.
1: One state, uh, November fifth, Delaware. Oh, no, every November other state, November. not yet.
0: Wait, that's after that, the election. How can that happen? I thought everything was certified before the election.
1: Uh you know, only only in the minds of conspiracy theorists. Oh, okay, okay. So uh uh California, by the way, is not even certifying their election vote totals, uh, their their results until December eleventh, which is the last fucking day you can. Oh wow. Um uh, uh, because they they decided to do that the blanket mail and ballot bullshit. I'd heard something about
0: uh, there are still Cities and counties in New York That haven't even finished their uh, vote count I, that's, That
1: probably doesn't Well matter. New York's not certifying their vote totals Until December uh, 7th So they've got plenty of time they got a whole freaking month Minus a day here
2: Yeah but it's New York
1: Yeah So I expect but, this shit to happen kind of snappy You know, mean, know what I'm talking I about mean, my vote whole doesn't gang.
2: Matter. Nor does anybody else's In the entire right. state Qu- of New York
1: and Ralph Cuomo's vote's the only one that matters. That's exactly right, uh,
0: Comrade Kamazar Cuomo. May his heart uh, always be. same shit,
1: the same shit, different horseshoe, you know. So, like, yeah the 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 next the next round of them is November tenth. So there's it's not even tomorrow that any vote totals are going to be certified. No, so their election results and, and, need to be certified in order for the state governments to uh, apportion the electors to the candidates and, for the electoral before... college
2: before that happens, there are going to be court cases, uh, you know, and and I don't see any way that there's not going to be court cases.
1: We're talking about
2: a couple couple thousand votes per state with some actual pretty concerning data stuff coming in.
1: So let's, supposing that the election results are are certified even, there's still room until the actual electoral college convenes on December 14th, there's still room to uh, adjust these totals even after they're certified. You have now, to have them recertified after. Now let me just break right audit. in here
0: and ask you what this electoral college is. It sounds like it's racist.
1: No, it's 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 incredibly racist. You know, it's like three fifths compromise, except it's not. Uh, mm. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! So, so the electoral college is the only national vote we have in this country from the population. And that's well, what makes they, it a fucking republic, you know. Uh, is that there's off, now, I was told of
0: this. that this first is a democracy, off, people, people not miss a republic.
2: And don't understand what the electoral college is, right? So, so they sit there and they, you see the people who want want to talk about the popular it's vote, and and anybody wants to talk about the popular vote, it never mattered, like a fucking moron.
3: Never mattered once in the the country.
2: The structure of the government is that you have your congressional representative, and that is your representative who you're supposed to elect. Originally, the states had two representatives, and that was what your senators were. They would basically negotiate on behalf of the states, whatever your congressional representatives, which represented the people, kicked up to them. We switched that over to the popular vote, which was probably a really stupid idea, but that's the way Uh. it worked out. When you start talking about the president, you have to balance the individual state interests with the individual population interests because realistically people are fucking stupid. And so what ended up happening is they came with a population-weighted state average, and that's what the electoral college is. So even if you get these mega cities in one state that vote one way— it means that they're not going to be ruling over the middle of the country, which has an entirely different set of well
1: economic problems. Keep in mind, we're the United States, not the United San Francisco and New York City. All right, I like thought, it's it's uh, it's United fifty states, not the United listen, seven listen, cities.
2: Motherfucker, as a New Yorker, I can say that anything
1: outside of New York and L.A. What, is doesn't a matter. State. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You say that until America's wang acts up again. Then you go, oh, Florida, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no.
2: Florida Florida only matters, A, for the election, and B, so that we have a place to put our old people.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we cater to them with all the crazy people.
2: Well, I mean, you know what? Which is why you are the waiting room, so. Which is,
1: well, it's, it's why you think that the elderly are actually slowly going crazy. What's happening in reality is that their attendants are making them crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, get to, they come in with things like, by the way, I just hugged that gator over there. They go, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going back into my room. Where's the canasta?
2: Uh, Florida. No.
1: So, like, the, the actual electors are not apportioned until at least the date at which election results are certified. The last day to do that is the 11th. The day of the actual electoral college convention, which is where the election happens, is the 14th. After that... It's still possible that a 12th Amendment process takes, takes over. If they don't get a majority for president, then they – so they actually do two elections in that little – in the, the electoral college. They do an election for the president, election for vice president. It used to be that the runner-up for president got selected for vice president, and they changed it up a little bit. So Which that there's is two actually
2: elections. another thing that was a terrible mistake.
1: I, I thought it was a great idea for them when they, when they did that because at least then you had like you know a different opinion that was involved. Yes, Instead now, of a puppet now, below you that ran right. the, the Senate.
2: I, I mean, so, so, so let's be entirely honest. In reality, it doesn't matter much. Uh, realistically speaking, Biden is probably going to end up getting the nomination because yeah. that's where the chips fall. Right. There is still a path for Trump, but it's going to be basically it's sitting slim. there and going through and digging through the actual data and proving election fraud.
1: Now, now here's, here's the fun bit so to wrap up the 12th Amendment shit. If it does go that way… Well, most people know about the 12th Amendment is that the House chooses the president. What they probably forget after their you know, middle school or high school is that each state gets a vote, not each representative. Each yes. state's delegation gets a vote. So there's 50 votes. Yep. So effectively in this election, it would be whoever has the most states. And that in 1800, Jefferson won after 36 rounds of voting because he had to win by a two-thirds majority. Right. So I, I was actually hoping earlier was that we'd see Trump like in the middle of March or July next year, after fricking tens of rounds, you know, more than Jefferson ever ended up having to deal with, finally winning, and just the gnashing and shrieking that would go on through the end of next year.
2: Well, I mean, so so in, in terms of what Trump can that do at happen. this point, it's going to be a legal battle, right? And basically, what he is going to have to prove is he's going to have to prove fraud. Uh, right. And that's that is that is the real core thing. And I mean, you know, you sit, listen to like Tim Poole and Tim Poole says, Oh, it's gotta be impropriety, blah, blah, blah. No, oh, he please. legitimately is gonna have to prove fraud. He's gonna have to prove that the election in the key swing states that ended up going to Biden either did not conform to the actual rules of the election as set forth originally. And that's one of these arguments where you sit there and you say, "Hey, the election is one day that's set by the you know whatever it's on this day, and everybody has to get their votes in by that oh, day and, and there's fifty one
1: here's the thing there's fifty one different jurisdictions for that, so the fifty right. states plus d c and it's a state's responsibility to to uh determine how they're going to run their own elections right exactly Because so, these are state level elections, even though it's all on the same day by federal precedent
2: so so at the end of the day. There, he's gonna have to essentially prove that, and it's gonna be very difficult. Sure. That being said, there's a lot of shady shit in this election. There's some, like, there's some a fuckery lot going of on. Shady fucking shit, right? So, so there's, there's you fuckery gotta, that
1: happens every time around, but yes. this time around, there's there's some significant stuff. Fuckery. And there's also some stuff that's been brewing for a while that's kind of like at the breaking point. For you should have fucking dealt with it by now.
2: Yeah. So, so what what Craig and I are kind of referring to here is a couple different things. Uh, the the surface figure is going to be the when is the when do you get to, when do you have to stop taking ballots. So you start taking a look at states like Georgia and Pennsylvania, and they're accepting ballots all the way up until like the 11th or the 12th of November. Well, I think that uh, one state people...
1: was, we saw we, we mentioned this actually in the in the stream on the other channel. Nobody should ever go look at. Um, <laughs> we we mentioned that there was you know just by highlighting over the map from the new york times there's like a the couple of states that are accepting they're accepting uh ballots admittedly postmarked by election day as is which is why, where i where i'm willing to finally accept a, you know a compromise but willing to accept ballots from the mail service a two day mail by the way on these things so they should show up pretty quickly yeah what accept think, ballots uh out like weeks like yeah i like can 21st well, right so, so what, still getting so what, what you
2: have as a legal path right you're gonna have a legal path for disqualifying ballots that weren't received on election day or stuff that's not postmarked by election day which was one of the big things in pennsylvania is they wanted to sit there and keep it open until one yeah and then there's
1: the one thing where like on the fourth that guy uh, who's now sworn in on an affidavit etc yeah uh that, that they're back there's at least talk about Backdating um, and that's that's found. Yeah. So so what you what
2: you have what you have is even if we had that rule, and this is where the fraud stuff starts to come in, that you'd have to basically prove that the postmaster or the the USPS is backdating ballots so that they count for the election, which is no no bueno, right? Like that's absolutely
1: wrong. As it stands right now, even with this affidavit, it stands as hearsay. Right. So, so you have to prove that there was physical evidence, not just there was a guy right. talking about it. Uh,
2: and that's going to be really hard. Where I think they're going to have a little bit easier time is some of the other fuckery associated with dead voters, which has mm-hmm. always been a running joke. But this year, it's pretty prevalent. So you look oh, at like Pennsylvania, I and, I, and I threw up a link to the database to there. The
1: vote. She would have been you can really sort that happy database by birth
2: year. year, and it's got people who are registered oh, all the way back to
1: 1800. Hold up. Evan was uh, trying to talk.
0: Oh, I was just saying that I should check and see if my uh, grandmother got a chance to vote. I mean, she was a really political type, and she'd be really pleased to know that she got a chance this year. I mean, she didn't <laughs> in the last, oh, it's been about five years, but I mean, it'd be nice if she got a chance this year. Well, well it, it, appears,
2: it appears that people all the way back to 1800 are uh, are voting in this oh, election wonderful. in
0: Pennsylvania. Oh, wonderful. I'll, I'll have to go right? to the graveyard and, you know, put out a ballot in her honor.
2: Now, some of that stuff, I'm sure, is data error. But then there's some oddly specific birth dates that are in people that are very clearly now, like 120
0: there's, plus years. There's a list. Well, actually, there's let me list. break in for a I quick second on that. On I've heard me. some really great news that the uh, late great Crispin Law actually was able to uh, you know go out and uh, throw a slammer on a oh, well.
1: Why not Ben fucking Franklin at this point?
2: <laughs> but yeah, so so that where's like, oh, Washington's vote? Allegedly. Isn't he
1: going to be represented?
2: <laughs> well, of course. And uh, what was it? I thought I heard somebody said that MC Hammer was in there somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's well, you know, yeah, if you had any I... hope of being monetized anywhere, that's gone, right? Yeah, MC <laughs>
0: Hammer. I think he was uh, watching the scorecard, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's, with the five G oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> but if you
2: like, so Pennsylvania and Michigan both have identified like ten thousand plus people who have apparently voted based on the database, right? So in Michigan,
1: here's the thing with with to be specific so that we can just eliminate this as a complication at the very get-go here. There's something like 14-odd thousand dead voters, uh, and I say dead voters because apparently they fucking voted, um, that don't have a birth date that would be automatically generated in a database, like 0101, 1900, 1900 1901, or 1800. Um, That's like 1932, shit like that. You know, and with confirmed deceased records in the yes. Social Security database,
2: my they you. have they're
1: definitely dead.
2: They have a ballot that was mailed to them, returned back, and, and counted, or at least it appears. Oh, it's that
1: it's, way. it's uh, so the way that the da- the um the government database works for it, the public access to it is it says received, so they acknowledge receipt of the envelope. What they do after that is not determined, or is not sure. displayed on the website. Sure, so they exactly. say that they sent it out. They say they got it back.
2: It would be it would be really funny if they actually listed who that person voted for. I mean, well, yeah, well, uh, that, that would breach public uh, privacy
1: issues. Uh,
2: I mean, Biden, you gotta you gotta admit, you know, for all those people, well, that you know, are voting, 000. Biden is obviously gonna be the their top favorite pick because he's the closest one to them.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Got one
2: foot <laughs> in the fucking ground already.
1: Yeah. So so the, the other thing is like, so I was, we had this. I was I was making this point earlier with you. And Evan, uh, unfortunately, wasn't on here to hear it. So we can just go ahead and actually extend this to an issue beyond January 20th or beyond whenever Biden probably gets in office. It's not that this has been happening recently or this happened just this year. This has been going on for decades. And if we assume, and so we can get to the excuses and how funny that is in a minute, but just if we just assume that they throw out 100% of the votes that come in for a dead person Uh, or from a dead person, rather, and that they catch all of them. The fact remains that these dead people have been voting for decades, and people have not been thrown in jail for committing vote fraud, because that is fraud.
2: Well, I mean, the funniest part is the Michigan governor came out, and he turned around and said, well, yeah, the dead vote all the time, but it's not like we count them, and you're like— what the fuck did you just say it it started off as they
1: it started off as they don't do it and then if you look at the the, the PolitiFact bullshit article which is completely contradictory it's self-contradictory either the person voted and it got thrown out and it did happen or the son voted and it got counted you can't have it both ways right well you know know, they they name their children after
0: them and don't include a junior or a the second, and then that child lives in the same household.
1: And, so, you know, makes the yeah, mistake of sending in they, their automatic They know who they're sending it to, and they say it. they correct the database when these things are brought up. And it's like all those shits that said in the article is all self-contradictory, and, and it's completely bullshit. Problem
2: is, the problem is, again, even with that statement, right, it gets, it gets corrected when it gets brought up. Who's bringing it up? right that's kind of the problem and so well, you look at the no like, you go to the uh,
1: dmv or you go to social security or whatever and they say i'm sorry but per the voter roll record you're dead
2: you'd think so but so the michigan department of state specifically said this is misinformation ballots of voters who have died are rejected in michigan even if right. the voter cast an absentee ballot and then died before election day and the question is well that part's definitely they, wrong why are they? Why are they getting ballots in the first place? Right, like
1: well, that's... All, they don't ever want to purge the rolls because that would be racist or something. You so know, if, you,
2: if you if you take a look at uh, like the Pennsylvania database that I linked, uh, there are 147,694 people that are 85 years and older who voted, and there's only a handful of people that are eight, up to 85 that are in that in that state. Uh, so, so I mean, like, th- that's kind of the thing is you start digging through it, and it looks like a whole bunch of dead people vote. There could be data errors, but they're oh, going to sure. have to explain it. At, at 146,694, only a very small portion of those people would have had to vote Democrat for the totals to have flipped away from Biden.
0: Uh, that being said, too, as I'm looking at uh, something here, it says local clerks can correct the issue when it is brought to their attention,
2: that would yeah. be correct.
0: So that would mm-hmm. require someone bringing it to their attention, right? Or am I just or am I being a well, racist and in bringing and that? that oh, I mean, you're, that you're, might you're, be here's right. To bring
1: it to their attention. Here's what to bring it to their attention. Did you throw the ballot out?
2: Well, I think, I think, uh, the, yeah. bringing it to their attention, that's going to be what the Trump lawsuits are all about, right? <laughs> it's going to be literally saying, Hey, look at all these dead people who voted in your election, they're going to. Oops, sorry about that.
1: Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Allow me to correct the number. <laughs> Fucking. We
2: we have a no zombie policy. It's very strict. I assure you.
1: Well, they have a one zombie policy because you know they're all for God.
2: Oh my God! So so you Whereas look at. Where's Jesus? You look at, he's
1: probably got a vote or two in there too.
2: You look at uh, you look at Pennsylvania and Michigan, and that's where a lot of those challenges are. Another set of legal challenges is going to be people who voted in these swing states uh, that don't live in the swing states anymore. Oh, you mean and like I mean, in Nevada? In Nevada, Nevada. where <laughs> there are like three
1: thousand plus votes. But where they did that,
2: I so I have never, and I repeat, never, ever, ever lived in Florida. My mm-hmm. phone number has a New Hampshire area code. I live in uh, in New York, as I've mentioned a couple times, in the five one eight area code region, which is like all of the northern country there right and i received a request to send in a mail-in ballot to florida so <laughs> wow. so and that i'm, I'm not uh, that's not a joke that's well now, here's thing. my question
1: here's my question was it from miami uh <laughs> so it, it was, that would it, make sense. was not,
2: it was it was some sort of like vote results thing i, I don't know how they got my information They might have just been uh,
1: asking I, for your, your what you're who you voted for
2: No, no, they were actually sitting there and asking me to request an absentee mail-in ballot. Oh, okay. So
1: they wanted okay. That was definitely an activist organization then, and and they were going to assist me.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so that that's an activist org. So that would have gotten caught. So, Florida has a very good and robust absentee ballot system. It does. Um, A couple of the localities, I think, did mass mail-in. Probably Miami, uh, some parts of Miami, uh, the Miami-Dade County. Uh, but the, but, but basically in Florida, it's a no excuse um, absentee ballot system. So we've never had a, we, we wouldn't do like a mail-in ballot system here. Cause you just do the online application and there's a full handshake and they know who the fuck you are. Yep. And there's chain of custody involved. Yep. Unlike say Nevada, California, and a couple other States where they just decided to shotgun everybody. And as a consequence now, like I said, it's probably going to – it's not going to affect really – I don't think the the total – well, it's not going to affect who the electors go to. I think the, the spread is larger than 3,000, but there was like at least 3,000-odd people in Nevada who are not there anymore who voted there as far as I can tell.
2: Well, it was the, – the Trump campaign, the official mission was 3,062 people that they found in okay. the national database – for having moved from Nevada that no longer live there mm-hmm. that technically voted in Nevada. So I'm sure okay. that, that legal challenge will go. So that's through. the number
1: I was talking about then.
2: Yeah. So and and when you look at the vote count, it wouldn't that's that three thousand wouldn't make a difference. It'll
1: narrow it a little bit, but really, it it's would not narrow bad. it a little
2: bit. But like that's six twenty nine to six sixty four, so they need right. to come up with almost thirty thousand votes, now, and they've got three thousand.
1: Under a recount, you might expect to get anywhere between, say, a couple hundred votes difference to as many as a few thousand votes difference. You're probably not going to get more than ten thousand votes difference, although it's possible. You're probably yeah. not going to get that kind of a margin. No.
2: And, and I mean, and keep in mind
1: the the bush gore um the the bush Gore Florida vote was decided by five hundred and thirty seven uh, votes. Yes, that's how Bush got Florida so it's it's it is possible that and some of not these not only that actually let me just
0: hop in here and say it yeah. took thirty seven days to decide yeah. the hanging Chads issue. We are at day four.
1: They also went straight to the Supreme Court. Uh, because Gore wanted to uh, only do recounts in places where it would advantage him because he's a prick. Funny that. And then uh, that course didn't work. You know, sad day for well,
2: him. And, and I mean, I, I could see them recounting Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania is going to have some challenges associated with when ballots are received. And it it could easily be a case where they knock off two hundred, three hundred thousand 300,000 ballots that were received after Election Day. Right, or
3: weren't
1: post mapped sure.
2: properly, or anything like that. Or were, and we're at, brought if, to the
1: fucking counting place at 4 a.m., well past the time when it's supposed to happen.
2: Right, exactly. So, and that's a separate issue. So, so I'll, I'll dive into that in a moment. So, so, like, Pennsylvania could probably easily swing Trump, and that would knock Joe Biden off of his nice little comfortable 290 perch and bring him down to 270. And then it, all they'd need to do is sit there and get something like Georgia, which is only like 10,000 votes, or, uh, Arizona, which is only 20,000 votes, or throw Michigan and Wisconsin into a recount, and you could feasibly get there.
1: You see, you've just given me like hope for my 12th Amendment scenario actually happening. (laughs) If they do a recount in Nebraska or Maine and they find that one of those two gets to flip and they get they can just bring it down to 269.
2: Well, and that's that's kind of the thing, right? (laughs) Pennsylvania is the big, the big horse there, and they're really like when you consider how many people voted. Uh, it's, what, six six 6.6 million people voted in Pennsylvania, and it's a spread of less than 40,000. So there right. there is actual ground there, and they did some funky stuff with who gets what, – what ballots get counted versus what doesn't, and that could go away. Like that, that could very easily flip back to Trump. Mm-hmm. Now uh, Craig touched on one of the other things that was super kind of sketchy but not necessarily wrong, which is all this shit that happens at 4 a.m. And, I mean, there was a ton of this, like, all of a sudden. Right. Look, we just found a whole crap load of Biden votes. Okay, so in I the actually,
1: it's actually an explanation for this that's just very straightforward. And, and if my Occam's razor here, it's probably going to be the right one. So they did heavy ballot canvassing and ballot harvesting in Philadelphia and other places. Um, and, you know, Milwaukee and, and yada yada. So... What that means is they didn't just have someone go out there and ask for the – if they could turn in the ballot for them. They went out there and said, hey, I would like to tell you about Biden until your ears bleed. Uh, why don't you go ahead and sit down with me for a half an hour? Here's a scarf. You know, here, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a coupon to go to Dairy Queen
2: and or whatever. And that's, that's also questionably questionable on the legality. Well,
1: if it has any kind of monetary value exceeding a certain threshold, it's definitely illegal. If it has any direct impact on the decision, it's definitely illegal.
2: Which is, now, why, the, which the is why we've thing. Seen some other people like that, the nursing home lady and whatnot.
1: Yeah. So, so the the thing that makes it plausible and as a reasonable, rational explanation that isn't like full on nefarious here. It's just yep. that you know Biden did the legwork and and Trump didn't. So think of it like when Hillary didn't campaign in the Rust Belt and then lost it.
3: Well, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, just uh, if, what know, would he... make it. Well, if you take I'll a look at some of these numbers that I've just posted here, you know, uh, statistical yeah. analysis, it shows that, you know, a lot oh, yeah, of people, that they didn't bother nuts. to vote for anybody else. They were just going out for Biden. They, they well, didn't so, worry so about So here's, here's the thing. A bunch, of
1: cynical, a bunch of cynical Democrats were suggesting that, well, if they cheated for Biden, why didn't they cheat for anyone else? And well, my, my very simple answer to that is you don't cheat to get caught. You cheat to win. Yes. Uh, and this is probably where they got caught, which is even funnier uh by only voting for president and well here's the thing is it? There's, it, there's if i like couple, privacy otherwise i Go think ahead.
2: wisconsin has 5 a 5 sigma standard deviation in terms of how many people voted versus the normal vote count for that area
0: oh yeah like I, orders I mean, of magnitude
2: it's not orders of magnitude right well, maybe we'll like like in terms of probability 5 sigma yeah. It's like one in a million chance that that ever actually happened. That's not to say that it doesn't. Well, but for you know, an election lightning cycle, cycle sometimes strikes five years. or six
0: times at the same place within a span of two or three seconds. You know, that, that that's, happens. That's yeah. totally well, normal. That's,
2: that's kind of the point, right? And, and they're reporting things like 200,000% vote count or voter registration, which – we apparently have same day registration in Wisconsin. So, you know, yeah. there is there is a legitimate now, potential explanation. That
1: said, there is also the problem where there is so, registration will tell you how people can vote. The fact that there are some places where the number of people who voted is greater than the number of people registered is a problem.
2: Yes, it is. And especially when it's significant.
1: There right, isn't a question forget, about that being fraud at that point, or about the, that being it really bullshit. Is.
2: Cause don't forget, for most for most states, if you sign up for a driver's license, you're registered to vote. So in order for them to have this kind of a hundred percent, you know, not just meeting all of their voters showed up, but having- if you hit one hundred
1: and five percent, you have a five percent problem. Big problem.
2: I wouldn't say it's a five percent big problem, but you start hitting like, you know, a hundred and ninety-eight percent. Two hundred percent you're you're into like significant problem territory because where are all these people who don't have driver's license?
1: Well, it's not the driver's license, it's it's that you have to be registered to vote to vote. It doesn't like if you if it's same day registration, you're still inside the registration tally at the end of it. Now I can see where for the whole like the the dead people voting thing and, and shit like that, like there could be there could be issues where the databases are not updated until later. To reflect that, it was brought to their attention and corrected. But if you're talking about registering to vote, like if you're on the register roll, you're on the register roll. If you're not on the register roll, you're not on the register roll.
2: Well, but that's the thing, right? You get 200%, and the argument that they've been making is essentially that it's not that it's 200%, it's closer to like 100%. But there's all these people who weren't registered to vote previously, and they just haven't updated it in their database. But either way, right? We're we're talking about you know five or five-ish standard deviations, which you know means a little bit more to Craig and I. But uh, basically, to put it to put it another way, the probability that this happens, where you get this much increase due to random chance, is almost no. Like so, you don't get you don't get a hundred percent two goal. Ever that doesn't happen. Well, so,
1: but let me and help you. Let me help you out here. Goal. Let me help you out here for the uh, the people who claim to be members of the party of science. Um, in physics, generally speaking, if you want to make a claim that something happened and you want it to be accepted, you know, for instance, in particle physics, you look, you look for a result with five sigma significance, which means it's a it's better than one in a million chance that you're you're uh, you're not wrong. Or sorry, better than one million chance that uh, um less than one million chance I should say that you are incorrect. So if there's a five sigma deviation from from the average here, for historical average on on the uh voter tally in a given area, something really significant had to happen to make that happen. And it's either Uh, say biden really is that loved by all of america or just
0: just look at his rallies i mean they were packed there were people wall to wall you could hardly even see for all the people that were at those joe biden rallies i
2: mean the one the one thing to say about the election is overall more people voted than in any previous election and that is for both candidates right so uh, if you want to turn around and you want to say biden has a mandate that's (laughs) absolutely Bullshit. Because realistically, Trump, Trump and Biden are pretty close to neck and neck in in popular vote. I think I think Trump's down what three percent, is what it is. Yeah. But it's, yeah. and I'm mistaken some odd, in hearing that Donald
0: 70, Trump got more votes than Barack Obama. I, I had heard that did. somewhere.
2: Well, that that's the thing is both sides were energized for this. Well, maybe. I mean, the dead were really energized. <laughs> they just they just yeah came they out of their
1: so energized. They got out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um
2: but aside aside. Someone from, shocked
1: the shit out of them.
2: Right. So so, you know, on the one on the one side, more people have participated in this election than ever. Um, but I the one thing that I think that we can take away that's at least for those of us who are a little bit more conservative, is the Democrats lost big. I mean they might have won with Joe Biden. Sure. Congratulations and all that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you lost a lot of house seats though, they, didn't They yeah. lost
2: a lot of house seats. <laughs> and they all those did, governors, the you know, well, state seat and what then
1: Whatever the governors, huh? Yeah, right. Now, real <laughs> so, quick so for all you guys. State legislatures,
2: huh? Basically, across the board on every single ballot in every single state, the Democrats lost, except they won the president. Real which,
0: quick, which, real hey, quick question you know, for we, you guys too on this. You guys are science guys. I'm just some layman. Do you think, you know, using your science, maths, and your smarty <laughs> oh, brains, yeah. uh-huh. do you think that it would be faster? To fill out a form with only Biden? Or would it be faster to fill out a form with Biden and like dog catchers and like mayors and senators? You know, I got I got to
1: consult the lady who came around and and picked up my ballot and gave me a new car. I'm Mm. sure she's going to have some fucking answers. You know, that fat bald, fat balding woman who uh, decided, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to vote in Texas. I am living in Florida. Oh my mistake! No, you know, Even you know, if I did fine. over it's there, fine. as they say, vote early, family, right? vote often.
0: I mean, right.
2: so so the reality God is, damn, what a crazy that, shit. like everything else in in this country, right? Because we have diminished the power of the states and local governments as much as we have, the majority of people end up predominantly voting up ticket, so to speak. So I I actually, when people turn around, they meaning say, oh, they we give, give a
1: shit more about up ticket.
2: Yes. They they care much more about the President than they do about the Senate. And they care more about the Senate than they do the House. And they care more about the House than anything in their state. Right? That's that's the reality of, of our country. And that's yeah, because we have mayor. decided to start you know, when the original setup of the country was local government mattered, federal government did not, and that changed under Lincoln.
1: But now, what... I'll say this though. The thing is we might place a lot more importance on the federal government. But when it comes down to your day-to-day life, a lot of the the important shit that you have to deal with is still local. It's just that you're not told to give as much of a shit about your local stuff. And you really right. should because if you don't care about it, you're going to end up with things like, oh, I don't know, Biden is president. Well, you might end up with Biden as president and then having none of what you actually want to happen happen near you.
2: Well, you know, and, and there's other things too. Like, so it's folks who, what is it? uh was it, um, who's the, the governor that didn't lock anything down and their economy's doing fine? And oh,
1: like, uh, that's South Dakota? Uh, South Dakota
2: or... Is it South Dakota?
1: I don't remember. It's, it's yeah, one female of those. Governor, so, I so cannot remember her let's name for the life South
2: of me, Dakota to New York, which is a giant shit show, or South Dakota to California, which has human feces on their streets. <laughs> right? Like, the bottom line is your local government matters a lot more to you than the state and federal government. But what's ended up happening. Is the socialist types have decided that they can't win with their policies on local governments because it'll bankrupt the fucking local government? Well,
1: that's so happened repeatedly, which is hilarious. They,
2: they are, they are well, absolutely actually, it's
1: never been tried, the only guys.
2: Way to, to not sit there and screw over everybody is to screw over everybody.
1: Also, I, I will never tire, by the way, of describing San Francisco as the only place in the U.S. where it is perfectly fine and reasonable to have a foot thick layer of human feces and use drug needles. Literal um, and, and then shithole, say, and then claim that you have the shining city on a hill.
0: Literal shithole, like just, yeah, it's just a literal in a in the United States, a hole that has shit in it.
1: There you go. Like the the poop tracker, there is is probably the best uh, the best known website that describes the area. Yeah, and literal app
0: that you can download on your phones. And by the way, like, if you happen to travel to San Francisco, I really recommend getting the poop tracker. It'll really save you in uh, shoe so,
1: not to, like to get too personal on this kind of shit. Like my little brother does, like lives out there. Hopefully he's getting the fuck out of there sometime soon. Uh, you know, before they come in with the wealth tax, which is a whole hilarious other thing you are going to do over there. Uh, well, they're already trying in to tax uh, something
0: on people that are leaving. So, you know, well, he'd, see, he'd, not like,
1: it's not like they're going to go for like uh, just over four percent tax on the, the wealthy in the area. It's they're going to try and enforce a ten-year backlog on it. <laughs> it's not going to fucking work. Oh, they're avoid super the unhappy
0: flight. about Joe leaving.
1: So, but, that, but he's, but he insists that he's, he lives in not San Francisco, even though he's close enough to the area Like I call it that. And um, like, he's, he's oh, so he doesn't about, actually
0: step in the poo. He can just kind well, of, smell that's it.
1: the thing is he's told, he's told me about, you know, not about having to, uh, to look out for the shit. Cause he's, he's seen it on the ground. It's not like it doesn't exist. And, uh, you know, it, and when we talked about it before, uh, one of those, the weight of a child stepping on one of those needles It'll go right through the shoe of a kid's shoe. Or right through the sole of a kid's shoe. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, you, know, like,
2: you can even, even even for me, right? Like, New York City is a couple hours away, and I avoid it like the plague, right? Because yeah, At least it's, it's not like, covered in as
1: much shit, you know?
2: That, there's actually very little shit in New York City. It just right. smells like pee everywhere. The homeless right. people use the subway as a public bathroom. Even yeah. though there are public bathrooms in the subway, they can't be bothered to go the extra few yards...
1: Well, what they really love to do is do it in the car while screaming, you know, just to make sure that you're awake on your way to your job. It's a well, public I mean, service, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go to your job, you know, half awake and unable to get to work. You want, yeah, to, you want to be want permanently to traumatized and succeed.
1: awake.
2: But, you know, going, going, going back, so, so we've, uh, we, we've tied everything into the federal races. But if you actually take a look at, like, overall government picture, the Democrats didn't just lose. They lost huge in this election, and it's actually kind of satisfying. So worst-case scenario, yeah. or at least worst-case scenario from my perspective, Blue wave. Joe Biden <laughs> wins, but he can't do shit because the Senate blocks everything.
0: So well, that's, what I'm, not so that's I the mean, thing. Critical race theory try to stuff the that's Senate. rolled back in any uh, presidential um, – what is it? Executive orders will get undone, obviously.
1: So, so, there, so they're so they're going to try and do um, with the runoffs in Georgia, and, and what the runoff in Nevada or whatever it's another state doesn't, doesn't matter. But there's just like three, or, three or four runoffs total. I think three. Oh, and, speaking uh, of one of them,
0: doesn't even the happen until January second. That's the Georgia one. So right. I mean, we theoretically yeah. won't even have an answer until then, potentially. Which is so. So the thing insane. is, I
1: believe that the that the congressional session is sworn in uh, <laughs> or is brought in on uh, January sixth, and then that's they have that time between the sixth and the twentieth to resolve things like um, whether or not there's enough electors, yada yada, all that shit. So if there's a 12 A process, it's going to happen probably after January sixth. With the next set of people, which is going to include the, the rebalanced house, so even if that was the way if that was the end of uh, the, the end of the path there, uh, it's probably going to be Trump at that point, which I don't think it's ever going to get to that point, but I would be yeah. laughing so hard if it did.
2: Well, I mean you, you know I, i'm not I'm not super worried because it's looking like this, the Republicans are going to hold the Senate. They gained yeah. in the House right uh, they the held meantime. pretty much everything on the state and local level. So, so realistically, this I won, think they gained the governor won, and lost Not a blue wave. They won one seat, and realist, And I think we can be honest, right? If if Trump lost the presidency, it's due to his fucking mouth. Right? Yeah, well, like dude, <laughs> well dude or
1: is, you know, chicanery.
2: I, I he is immensely
1: I, unlikable as a person.
2: He is immensely unlikable. Like I think I think we can turn around and say chicanery aside right oh yeah that, that trump should take a lesson from this and close his fucking trap every once in
1: a while like, you know well it's not going to matter if he's not president anymore i
0: mean tnn is going to be it, a great network it, right? don't lie
2: i i absolutely believe that if it wasn't for covid it would have been a blowout for trump right, right. It probably been, wouldn't have been able to do the mail-in voting. Every single so. blue state. And that's also possible. Mail-in voting would have probably also eliminated the uh, the risk there.
0: I mean, there still so, would have been millions of mail-in votes found, but,
1: you know, it wouldn't have been quite so many. Or, well, look, who knows? Maybe it would have been. You know. Just because Bangladesh isn't located in the United States doesn't mean they dead can't vote here, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to be a bigot, would you?
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Like Bye. Xi Jinping has the most important vote, whether or not he's going to buy America.
0: That's right. I mean, and I mean, know. goods are just being guys. He's you know, get his uh,
2: his his big upcoming.
1: Since he got his Manchurian candidate in, you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure we're going to all start speaking Mandarin soon and praising the one party.
0: Oh no, no! They Mandarin is high Chinese. They'll be teaching
1: us Cantonese. <laughs>
2: But I, I I think that – They're going to like Trump,
1: us first, and then they're going to hate us.
2: Trump is – Trump Trump lost this on his own because of his behavior. Like it shouldn't have even been close.
1: And it's – it's yeah, the, the economy that he was pushing was chugging along so hard. Yeah. yeah. Even the promise of it should have been enough to get his ass back in the seat. Right. Well, and, it got and, 74 I mean, million people, people
0: out to vote, or is it 70 million? Oh, $70 million. that's right.
2: Don't get me wrong. COVID certainly took a took a little bit of wind out of his sails, as it would any president, right? Because if Biden had had this, or Hillary had had this, and she'd had to deal with COVID, right? Oh, she hey, would well, never we had had well deal with no, no, Biden has promised
0: devil, to provide right? Batacalf care, which would obviously have taken care of this.
1: That's true. If we would have been at war with Russia instantly as soon as she got her ass in the seat. You know, after she stole all all the fucking
0: uranium, you you forget though we've always been at war with Eurasia. We've never not been at war with Eurasia. I I think that oh, sorry, sorry, breaking, breaking, breaking news, breaking news, guys. Just uh, in, we have actually always been at war with East Asia. We have never been at war with Eurasia. I just wanted to clarify that for you. That's good to
2: know. That's good to know.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Just, you, I, I don't did you, want any miscommunication. Did you run that by the fact checkers? Because that's really. I need it to It has know, been officially undebunked. That. That's exactly it right. It is rated as true by Snopes.
1: Oh, shit. Wait a second. Has Peter Dow signed off on this? I need to know what the Clinton Foundation's opinion is.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, and Edward right. McMuffin as well.
1: Well, you know what I need? Well, I really need to know is his weather report of the inside of Hillary Clinton's anus. It's, I hear uh, it I've can heard, be uh pretty rough it's in there
0: because it'll be
2: windy and moist.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, well that and you know there's always uh she always keeps some, you know, hot sauce handy, so I didn't,
1: you know. I don't know how many excuses have uh, have come out today. Uh, For why what she exactly lost? what exactly does a metric yeah.
0: shit ton weigh? <laughs> that's
3: so kind of funny.
1: Well, a metric shit ton weighs approximately a shit ton in powers of 10. Mm, yeah, but I mean that's in non-freedom units,
0: so I I really don't know. Right.
1: Well, it's it's like an Iowa shit ton, but you know, slightly different.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that that makes things a lot more clear. Uh, speaking of clear, so have you guys uh, heard of uh, Dominion voting system?
1: Oh, have yeah, well, I? Well,
2: that's 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 the one that's <laughs> going to be kicking off a
1: lot of stuff. You know what's great about Dominion is Dominion told us all about Dominion. <laughs> Their data dump is just great.
0: So What um, fucking idiots. Now, the Dominion wait, system wait. – Tell
2: me tell me about this data dump because I, I only – last I heard, right, it was like six or seven uh, states uh, were using Dominion systems. Of and the swing that states? that was what – yeah, of the swing states. It's all the swing states. 30
1: states are using Dominion software. So
2: what's the big deal
1: with well, Dominion? Well, in
0: Texas, so it's, it's not been uh, turned down networked. multiple times for state certification because uh, well what is it it says in here some of the hardware in the uh, democracy 5.5 systems can be connected to the internet but the vendor yeah. claims is protected by hardening of data and ip features
1: well here let's let me help you with that one um, they are connected to the internet which is how they were able to put update how they, they were able to push updates not only the night before but day of in georgia so what Man, happened in We're Georgia not going to concern
0: ourselves with the DEF CON a few years ago where they hacked one of these because that's really not important yeah. to today. That's see, after, something, after
1: That That was in the DiBold.
0: past when one of these was hacked.
1: This is today
0: yeah. when one of these after was the whole probably DiBold not
1: scenario. They should never have allowed another one of these fucking e-voting machines after Diebold proved to be a zero-day nightmare in 2004. So that should they should never have ever entertained the thought of this. Not so much the fact that the Clinton Foundation... And like what was it, five or six different Democrats, each all each of which have ten percent stake in the company? Uh, that's I, I get that it's just, just that's like a cashing coincidence. in.
0: You're reading too much into that.
1: Well I get it I get it that it's just cashing in, and to you know, to be fair here, if there was a Republican that had ten percent stake, I wouldn't blame him either. But you have to sit there and consider the fact that only Democrats have a stake in this thing. Like, they might have just, they might have, they might have blocked out other people from, from uh, investing. It might have been one of those scenarios. But come on. Like, you're not even going to try to make this a little bit bipartisan if you're going to be pushing this as what we use to fucking vote.
0: Well, you know, I hear that, uh, I hear the Obamas and friends had some investment in Solyndra and nothing happened bad with that. So, I mean, it sure, it's totally on the up and up. You
2: know, bad tech, huh? to, to To speak of voting systems, right? I, I've lived in quite a few states. I've lived in New Hampshire, New York, Massachusetts, and I voted in all of them. Right? Uh, not this election. That's too bad. I've really well, you, you
0: never know. You might have.
2: <laughs> I may have. Um, so, so I will say that the most efficient voting system that I've dealt with in New York's without without fail. Right. So, first off, in Massachusetts, my wife got harassed uh, because she was she was registered as a Libertarian, so they denied her access to vote. For like four hours, she had. They kept on sending her back home to get different forms of ID. <laughs> uh, wow. I'm not even joking. It was a real like, like they turn around and they say voter suppression. Yeah, Massachusetts engages in.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, scared. so so How so, so you yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's
2: this. This was a point that was was rather irritating for her. So so apparently the final voting issue that they so the first voting issue they raised was. She had an I star on her name because Massachusetts doesn't recognize the Libertarian Party, so they, they cast her as an I with a star, and that star threw them through a loop. So apparently, her driver's license for her address wasn't enough,
0: and so, then her birth certificate. So what, did they wasn't want enough. her to wear that and star on like her clothing, maybe enough. on a shoulder or and something
2: then, like that? And then they turned around and they said the primary issue was that she hadn't filled out the census the last time, which would have been in 2010 when she's not eligible to fill out the census.
1: God, that's fucking dumb. You know what would would have made it easier though if you'd have just killed her.
3: I'm
2: sure you probably would have been able to vote. I'm sure you can hear her in the background because she had to have like a full specialist come in. It literally took her four hours to vote because they they actively were trying to block her from voting. So that was the worst I've ever seen.
1: The best voting I've
2: ever seen is is got her names.
1: Should have gotten their names so you could have blasted them whenever they sh- whenever this came up.
2: This was this was prior to like social media being an actual thing. Like, yeah, but was, at the same time, like, their, like,
1: their, like you could just put it on MySpace, just their first names and the and the rare off chance Man, that in like five I, I, years I even talked about it here, but... and
2: she is just going off over there in like three rooms away <laughs> because it is that much of a pisser. Scare so, of the dog. So yeah, she the dog is probably curled up in a ball on the couch, afraid that. <laughs> god is gonna come down from above uh namely me leaping out and getting him and swatting him for trying to steal food but um so so new york is the best system that i've had and you know what new york is new york is a fucking scantron sheet you, you fill in the bubble That's and we do down here it and it counts so we do down here it's
1: no, so scantron is the way to go because you have a paper ballot yep. you have a fucking electronic ballot if you want to yep. count the paper ballot guess what? You got the paper ballot.
2: I do not understand why they so, do all of these. Let me tell you what happened with Dominion.
1: Let me tell you what happened with Dominion in Georgia. This is just brilliant. They had a systematic database error, so that's was what they claim. So something was wrong in the database in a consistent manner. That was a big issue. It basically involves... So so what happens is, like, they get a smart card that tells the machine who they are, and then they put the... So they, they, they use a smart card to, to say hi to the machine... The machine then lets them vote and then they hand the card back in as they leave. So, and then, you know, then the, the card gets recycled back through and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And you, there's, you know, we can just ignore the whole paper trail issue at the moment here. The database error was such that it was it was it it would incorrectly assign the, the person who's voting to the card so that the wrong, per- it would not match. So they would be voting under someone else's registration effectively. So they didn't upload the night before, which means that the thing was networked the night before, plugged into the internet. Uh, then the next day, they had a glitch uh, in the middle of the day, meaning that the things just fucking broke down and weren't, weren't accepting uh, the cards anymore. Um, and they had to have someone patch it over the internet, which now is election day. Oh, wait, that's fucking illegal. Uh, (laughs) and they they admit this shit publicly on multiple records now so that shit's illegal and i don't know who the hell is going to be at fault there principally but somebody better get their ass in prison or at least find out their ass for that
2: well that's kind of the thing
1: and then they had more glitches and so on but like the the fact is they did that um the way that data so data was being passed around this now comes from the data dump Ah, uh, data was being passed around. Some of it over Tor, which is weird. Why they would do that? Uh, I mean, I, it's secure. So mind you that if you're trying to argue security here, it is pretty secure to do that. It's just but a at coincidence. the same time, why the fuck would you do that? It's
0: just a coincidence. You're reading far too much into these these well, numerous well, coincidences. It's I'm sure the they're first first place. Un- it's, it's,
1: Look, it's networked. It's networked. They admit that the thing was networked because they admit that they had to patch the thing. They also admit that the night before they did a download, which is oddly enough part of the reason they had to patch it in the first place. So they admit to all of this, which says that it is definitely networked. And then you have from the data dump the fact that they were actively talking to each other election day, and that it was going over multiple different security layers. It it's it's not a whole lot here to draw a conclusion to to start saying that there is plausible problems with the way that they were counting votes.
2: If, if they and then there's also one that, like, printer, they can hack into this system. Yeah, it's, it's the whole really reason, reason why there's supposed to be
1: anymore. an air gap. It's not just that there's supposed to be an air gap. There's also the problem that, what was it, in Pennsylvania or Michigan, one of the two states, probably both, to be fair here, the, well, at least they, I think it was Michigan, they caught it where it had 6,000 votes that were supposed to be for Trump that, that was, were given the Biden.
2: That was, uh... Was was it, it, Michigan? it was either Michigan or Wisconsin. Okay. I think it was Michigan. I think it was Michigan. Oh, it's, it's, it's Michigan. Uh, I think it was Michigan. Okay. And, and yes, it was. I, I don't know if it's so. So just to just to be be clear, this here, is when I was caught. I've, I've heard people say say it as two different things. I've heard people say that it was a swing of six thousand votes, and I've heard people say that it was six thousand votes, right? And the difference between that is the difference between six thousand and twelve thousand, because the swing. Right. Could be six thousand, right? Where six thousand were registered for Biden when they should have been registered for Trump, uh, and and in and the uh, if six thousand votes were for Biden, it would turn into a now, swing of twelve thousand votes. Here's what's interesting about 6, that: six thousand subtracted from Biden and six thousand added. To
1: Trump. Interesting about that is that they only mention that the presidential vote was the problem with the counting there. Well, did it affect the rest of the vote they're trying to submit? Were they only trying to submit a vote for president? These are all questions that can be answered without violating the privacy of the citizens involved. So these are all things that should be re- reflected in in the media curiosity, which hilariously, of course, is not present. Uh, well, because why the fuck would you want to question well, an election?
0: as you know, there is no way that our elections can be tampered with. And if you are to bring up any other thought that perhaps a country, Russia, for instance, could uh, interfere in American elections that's actually unAmerican of you
1: I, so I'm sorry that sounded like a little bit of a, a little bit of a coffee had there mm. <laughs> like that't have anything I mean, to do with China or anything now would it
0: China has I done think, nothing wrong excuse me you. <laughs> you know
2: i've seen I've seen a lot of people I've seen a lot of people make that comment, which is essentially this pointing out the fact that all of these people that were hot to trot for Russia for three years before it was utterly debunked. Are now sitting there and saying that the the elections are absolutely perfect. Uh, I, have,
1: I have full integrity, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't no get me wrong. Of I, a problem.
2: I will absolutely say so. So I've been voting since two thousand and four. That was the first year I was eligible to vote. I have been voting uh, every single time since then, whether it's the the midterms or the the locals or the whatever. So I'm very active in it. There is always some shenanigans. Oh, yeah. But it's usually small scale. On this election, in this case, it looks to be massive.
1: So it's here's the other thing: like they say, it doesn't oh, yeah. happen. They say yada yada doesn't happen. My, this my, wife, doesn't my happen.
2: wife is coming in with another thing of voter suppression so, that she experienced in Massachusetts. So so actually, uh, she uh, so so she registered to vote. She was a Republican back in college, and this would have been back for the two thousand four election. Right and uh, and they all of the ballots of all of the Republicans on campus ended up in a box in a closet. That, oh my god! That, that didn't. So so there was like a on on campus student group that's that was sitting disgusting. there registering people, and everybody who was a Republican got stuffed in a box or a couple boxes and put into a closet, and then they discovered them after the election.
0: Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, I saw that. Search Just a coincidence. Before, that's fucking really.
0: Fairly coincidental. That's all that is. I've linked up something here. I, I just thought I'd search on yeah, Google yeah. for something
1: yeah, about where located, uh, something, yeah. things
0: that people might be interested <laughs> in. And I came across the most curious result. I'm looking yeah, you at
1: pencil,
0: I'm looking at uh, New York. I'm looking at Ohio, California, Florida. Uh, I just happened, you know... Maybe somebody would be interested in something like this. I thought I'd search for voter yeah, fraud yeah. So, punishment. Maybe
1: somebody like the FBI or uh, maybe the uh, maybe the FEC. I don't know.
0: And I'm looking and I see a, a really large spike in a couple of places. I see a really lot of interest in Pennsylvania leading up to the election. Not really so much you know, after, but definitely a lot leading up to it. And then Ohio, I see quite a lot. New York. California, isn't that? Well, that's probably nothing. That's probably just a coincidence, you know? Probably doesn't mean anything.
2: Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the point, right? At the end of the day, we're looking at numerous states that have numerous issues. It's not like it's one... So so again, every election has some of it. And there's, there's some group of people who are hemming and hawing, and you people who are losing... And there's usually almost zero evidence of it. In this case, we have a ton of evidence. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Evidence. I think
0: when you say evidence, you mean cope, sir. Maybe you should cope harder. Try coping a little more. Maybe you can cope. Mr. Cope, right? Maybe you need to cope, bud. Mm -hmm. Need a little bit of a cope sauce, maybe some of that copium.
2: Yeah. Sure that's what it is.
0: Oh oh okay, cope harder, brother. Cope a little harder for me. Lord,
1: I, I'm not I'm not exactly seeing where you guys are coming from here because everybody knows that Gary Johnson's gonna win the election anyway. <laughs> come Ouch.
0: on. Ouch. I don't know what you're talking here about. Come Jeb Gary. is the man's Ouch. man. Here
1: come that Gary.
0: Jeb Listen, is the big that's, winner.
1: That's that's oh, not please fair. Claire. <laughs>
0: that's
2: I, not fair. That's just being mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what, You're as, a meanie being, pants. That's being meaner than saying "ha ha, JoJo."
2: <laughs> You're a meanie pants. That's no, what that is. Look
1: at what the Libertarian Party did. It went from being actually about libertarian values to fucking oh, bowing to Marxism. Because <laughs> I,
2: I, I, you know what? My vote, my my wife voted for Joe Jorgensen, and I was. Ashamed. It was. It, it's a real true thing. You got to cast your vote the way you feel. I understand. Well, that, yeah,
1: there's other things to vote on and so on.
2: There, there you know, is. Uh, he's well, only
1: definitely wrong about one thing.
2: At least at least, it was in a state that doesn't matter, right? Because my vote in New York doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> hey, it only, hey, local local politics matters. You know, everything outside you know of the what? city is I, kind I'd of the say, same, right?
2: I'd say that local politics matter, but every single year at tax year, I get a letter right. that's written to me by my county. Apologizing that they have to take as many taxes as they do because all of them go towards the state budget. Yep. It's a legitimate letter that I get every year apologizing that 99% of my taxes end up going <laughs> to New York City. <laughs> they itemize it too. It's really Jeez. funny. They're pretty determined well, to make me know. As that it's you know, not, sir, the needs of the few outweigh
0: county. the needs it's of
1: the many.
2: It's all of these unfunded state liabilities. They're very sorry.
1: You know what? Here, I've actually got something for you, Evan. Here's here's a uh here's a symbol you can add to the graphic for this thing. And then you can also fill out the rest of the warning label next to it, you know, warning facts might exist.
0: Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of, that's a really a really worthwhile topic to speak on because it's, you know, up to the moment. Um warnings on uh things. So everything. I
1: tried to get more of those, and and it's funny. I actually literally repeated people who got the warning, literally I, I quoted and not quoted uh, of these other people to try and trigger the warning on my own feed. And I guess like maybe I I fucked with the five G oxygen shit too often. You know, maybe I maybe I jerked until I went blind here. Uh, but it's not giving me any of the warnings. Like I can't get the thing to give me warnings anymore
2: either that or, you know, there's another possibility which is in the scale of actual people who matter, you don't. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying is maybe they just kind of like clicked a little option on me, no more warnings for that faggot.
2: My my guess is that they probably turn around and say that, that this is your average outreach for tweet or whatever, and they say, "Okay, you don't <laughs> well, you don't have a significant okay. enough impact that That I is like
1: self-fulfilling. That's self-fulfilling if they fucking shadow ban my ass every week. Of course I don't have the outreach because nobody else else is gonna see see me
2: well i mean you're not the (laughs) only one who's shadow banned on twitter i mean i know
1: but like i get that shit like i i get that routinely at least at least i get deboosted, and at the at the best you know a, a typical month at least three of the four weeks of the month i'll have at least a day where nobody's gonna see my shit why because they decided that i was saying things and i can't do that
2: you know, I, I used to check the shadow ban thing and then I gave once I realized that nothing I said mattered.
1: I just find it hilarious that like they think that something I say does matter.
3: I used to
2: think I that say was they but
1: it's an algorithmic thing. Like I'm I'm pretty sure there isn't a person who's like following my shit going, Yeah, that's crap. I'm gonna go ahead and shadow ban him. <laughs> yeah,
0: you probably I, you know, don't I, I, rank quite up there. I mean, enough. It's, I mean, you aren't the president of the United States. You don't need Although, somebody to fair, dedicated to making sure. To be
2: fair, I don't think I don't think the shadow bans, uh, the the stuff that detects shadow ban, I think they've gotten better at it
3: to the and point older. where it's
2: not detected as often as because I used to I used to get shadow banned all the time, all the time, just like all the time, and then all of a sudden it stopped, and so I only get shadow banned occasionally.
0: But oh, you can rest assured they've got some sort of new de-boosting or
2: yeah. No, I'm not sure they do. Right, like at the end of the day, was. if you create an algorithm that says, "Hey, I'm checking for these things uh, to see if you're shadow banned," they're going to find a way to shadow ban you without checking those three things. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, it's it's an arms race of identification versus non-identification.
0: Well, I mean, we're at a, kind of a yeah. different place, you know, where we were, um, where it would have been, you know. Uh, like virus makers versus antivirus makers now. It's, you know, banning versus ban evasion almost.
2: You know what, what What? actually makes me sad? As an individual, we used to identify as progressive, right? And that was because I was told progressives want to make oh. things move forward. And, oh, you thought
1: that progressed.
2: <laughs> yeah right
1: so you <laughs> so oh so, you so
2: i was i i was an idiot back when i was like 17 18 i'm fully fully you know i apologized for being a
1: moron at that time words
2: had
0: meanings oh you, meanings. Oh,
1: you. Look, right? look a mistake is only a ma- is only really a mistake or it only remains a mistake if you don't learn anything from it
2: right exactly it's absolutely true so so I do but I still feel bad, right? Like I actually I, I believe, you know, they sit there and they say, Oh, I want you know, voter disenfranchisement. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I actually do believe that you should be twenty one before you can vote. Oh yeah, and you should probably own property because if you don't have <laughs> to do either or yeah, you,
1: really to don't,
2: you don't have any skin in the game and you haven't really figured shit out yet. <laughs> there we go. Well
1: you can say, well, yeah, but I own my Lego set. Fuck you, that's property.
2: But so, so like I remember back in the day, right? Uh, it used to not be like this where where they would ban everything, the left used to actually make arguments, and that was something that, that like you know, even if I was a teenager, right, and I knew nothing, nothing well, the left was was racist then, so you
0: know, they were able to make arguments because arguments are racist. But anyway, sorry,
2: maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. But but now the problem that they have is that they lose ground in the culture war, even though they have the entire power structure behind them, and that's because they aren't making arguments anymore. They're just so, making up random shit and, and yelling at people, and that doesn't work.
0: But Coca Cola told me it works. I you gotta I remember understand.
1: though, you gotta remember Trump is a nineties Democrat, so He's pretty he representative he's pretty representative of what a Democrat used to be like, Sans agreeing with the Republican platform. You know, he makes arguments. He might not always yes. do it the best way. But then again, he's a fucking Democrat. So I'm not really expecting a whole lot.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I think that, that you should look I like at it as
1: they used to have reasons behind the shit they did, besides yes. but that's racist and but that's sexist. You know, it used to well, be better than this reactionary shit fest.
2: I think, I think when you look at Trump, right? When you look at Trump and you're trying to understand why Trump does what he does, at the end of the day, Trump doesn't make any decisions. Like, he makes every decision, but he doesn't make any decisions. He hires people to make decisions for him. And so he chooses the best of the best in a series of best of the best. So so he puts those people out there to present him with information that they believe is the most accurate and then he makes the most sensible decision from the information that's presented which is why he sounds like a fucking idiot every time he opens his mouth because he is but because he is he's a fucking idiot right yeah. like critical race, admit theory. <laughs> critical race theory was an easy win in debate one and he somehow fucked that up i don't know how you fuck up on critical race theory yeah like you literally have to know nothing about critical race theory to fuck up on answering a question about critical race theory because nobody is going to support it if they know what it is.
1: Well, you know, exactly how much do you want to make uh, your race, your sex, um, your heritage, and, and all these little details, how much do you want to make them central to your ability to to fucking process information in your life? Right so yeah, my so, skin color is such and such therefore i have this ability to say anything about this thing
0: are you questioning original you, sin you
1: that it sounds like someone's people.
0: questioning original sin here and that sounds heretical yeah there and we go. i love the science
3: really unbeliever are
0: are you questioning the science because the science is the awesome
1: yeah the, the science of of the shittiest part of sociology but but
2: think about for a moment just a moment of how much the left how much ground the left has given up to the intellectual right because they decided that they weren't going to argue these points anymore they weren't going to debate these points anymore and as a result every single time that they come out they sound like fucking morons because they don't have a rehearsed argument to give to combat stupid shit. Well, they, the they, right don't
1: practice, they never practice their argumentation. They never refine their arguments because right. arguments mean that you're bad.
0: Well, also they if don't practice what they preach either. either. I think their,
1: their, their,
2: their premise is that arguments don't mean you're necessarily bad, but the idea that you would give somebody who you disagree with any sort of legitimacy here. or platform – is, no. is what they're arguing
1: against. No, no, no. I don't even find it to be that complicated. The very act of allowing yourself to entertain another idea, because, mind you, you're able to entertain the perspective of another without necessarily internalizing those in- Yes! Those the, the the inability to do that, or, so doing that at all right now is considered verboten. You aren't supposed to do that anymore. You're supposed to just agree with somebody else. And then you can agree slightly differently, but that's about it. It's back down. To, it's back down to. It's back down to asexual reproduction for the Darwinism here. There's no uh, crossbreeding at all.
2: And that's kind of a shame because, like, so so my transition away from was the progressives have a point to the progressives have a point, but don't have viable practice to the Republicans have a point to. Oh my God, the Republicans end up being right on everything.
1: But they aren't right on everything. The Republicans are very, very often wrong on shit, but they're not as wrong as the goddamn progressives.
2: That's that's probably an accurate phrase.
1: Like, because it's, it's 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 the same thing with with any other crowd system. Like, you know, none of us are as dumb as all of us is basically what it comes down to with the parties.
2: I, it, and I would I would agree with that. I would agree. With that. I mean, the upside is the Republicans have. What I, what I turned around when I was younger, and I said, in order for me to vote for a Republican, they need to basically give up on yeah. the far-right – the far-religious right, right? Yeah. And, and you know what? They've done that.
1: Well, <laughs> Trump, Trump is – because he's a 90s Democrat is basically what brought that to the party when people of our age have come up to the point where we're able to kind of start taking over the party base. Yep. And none of us want that shit anymore. Because it's it's literally it's it's more to the libertarian position on that. It's look, keep that shit to yourself. That's for you to care about. The rest of us, we're fine without you having to sit there and spit it at us every day. Yeah. You know, even if we're even if we go to the same fucking church, it's churches for church, not for out in the ballot booth, you know? Yep. It comes down to that kind of crap.
2: And and I think that's one of the things that Trump did fairly well was he, he tossed enough red meat to the evangelicals, without sitting there and compromising. Yeah. He tossed the them middle three
1: court seats. That's yeah. what he did.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if he tossed them three court seats.
1: Well, he, he he dangled at least one in front of them.
2: I would agree with Amy Coney Barrett filling that that mold of religious conservative, but I don't think the other the other two did. Well, no, we not have by to
0: be honest, shot. it really remains to be seen, too, when it well, comes to Tony so, Barrett.
1: I was talking to someone uh, yesterday, and you know, they were saying that she's her her thing is based like they this this friend of mine's a, a lawyer in England. She's pretty well convinced that ACV is gonna go after abortion, like it's her thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but like, there's there's only so many ways you can contour that, and there's no outright reversing that as precedent. No period. And like she might be in a dissent, and then I was, you know, informed politely that she says she writes very shitty dissents, uh, which I can believe, you know, because if you lost, if you uh, if you've lost on a, uh, a case decision, you know, you might just end up being like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> when do you have to write up your part of it? Yeah, I can understand
2: that. I mean, hell, that's how I end up engaging with you know renewable energy on a weekly basis
0: right
2: you're retarded <laughs> that's my dissent
0: you know what that's you actually are... a completely perfect segue into something i was wanting to talk about because australia Uh-oh. retarded uh, maybe so maybe no actually i'm kind of curious to get your um, get your mm-hmm. input on it but australia is going to be building a giant battery bank i'll link the um cool thing here
1: are, are they also going to be building it on a fucking fault line? Probably,
0: <laughs> either that or near like a death bear. No, no, this is this is better. Oh, this sorry, is not, better. they this don't better. have death bears. They, they have, have drop bears.
1: Please, like, all right. So I gotta say this right off the bat here, especially without having some sort of renewable or less less environmentally intensive uh, resource to draw upon to, for the energy requirements. Lithium mining and refinement is an ecological disaster, and if you drive around an EV, ah, you are ah, driving around an ecological disaster. And so it's
3: worse
2: and than there's worse no than excuse coal. for it.
1: There's no excuse it's worse for it
2: than coal.
1: It's way worse than coal because you got to power it from somewhere too. so it's it is like, look, I've, we need electrical vehicles in the future. we do.
0: Yeah, actually, well, let right me just now, cut and, in and, right and real God quick and just break that one. down in a super easy way. If you're driving an electrical vehicle, it doesn't care where the electric came from. It could be from you riding a bicycle and eating bananas with a generator, or it could come from a plant that burns plastic. Just plastic pellets a plant that
1: burns infants. You yes, never know.
0: Absolutely, it could run on the blood of the homeless and
1: orphans. So, so like, like I said, so the technology does need to be improved. That requires people who, who invest early. So we need the electrical vehicles. It's just that you got to remember, you are driving around uh, an ecological disaster, and there's no argument against that fact. Uh, so if you ever get higher than, you know, holier than thou about the fact that you're driving an EV, the only thing you can really be holier than thou about is the fact that you're helping push the industry forward with technology after that it's all bullshit and you're all wrong about it
2: well i mean so so evs have their place right the, the but we're gonna need them that i have with them i well i think that they they as as a powertrain system are one of the better powertrain systems that, that we've ever really designed sure right? yeah they're, 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 oh
0: yeah a lot you've of got all your to torque from EV. zero rpm that being
2: said that being said Everything about a battery, so, so I divide the powertrain versus the power system. There's right. two different things. Well, you have power, power transfer and power powertrain. It's fucking terrible, and batteries will never be a good technology. You physically well, so, cannot store enough electrons in a confined space without it exploding.
1: So so this is why hydrogen fuel was the thing that we were talking about before. Hydrogen fuel is important, and we're not going to have enough time to go into it this time around. No, that's um, a
0: whole thing in and of itself. Actually, so, so of of a like show.
1: So I, I, that's that's something I can talk about at, at length because uh, that's actually part of the reason, like the the beginning of my thesis work, um, was on on the the kind of tanks you need to make to uh, to hold the hydrogen.
0: I never so even minding like, getting into like metal hydrogen. That's that's a whole other very interesting
1: right. topic. So, so like. Hydrogen fuel is basically the best bang for buck you're gonna get. Yes. Uh, a battery is not going to cut it long term. Now, right now it's good. Just for the interim, lithium is as a as a battery material is great in terms of the the the, the energy density you're gonna get for transport. It's terrible in terms of the sourcing. Uh yes. it's it's fucking horrendous. Um is actually a better statement on that. It's it, it's really bad like you don't, you don't get to put back the shit you mine the way that you think you want to. And, and recycling it is not like recycling aluminum, where at least there's a little bit of aluminum oxide on the surface to prevent that shit from just kind of uh, kind of screwing up. Like you can at least pull slag off the top, send that off to, uh, to the uh, aluminum refinery and get it turned back into metal. And then the rest of it stays metal. With lithium, when you recycle it, it's basically all processed back in with the ore. You basically have to reoxidize it and then reprocess it and re-refine it.
2: And that's because it's not a stable compound.
1: It's very reactive metal. And it in, in air, it's going to just form the uh the oxides, peroxides, and superoxides and nitrides very readily. Lithium's very reactive with air. It's not so there should be a thing that's distinguished here. Reactivity does not mean like reaction speed. So While it doesn't react very quickly, it is simply a fact that it is going to react with everything in the air. Nitrogen, oxygen, everything except the noble gases. Yep. yep. So the only way you can really process it is in a dry room environment, which means a moisture content of less than 2%. That's relative humidity. So that means people have to wear the bunny suits and a respirator on. Um, and they have to have it pulled down tight around their goggles. Otherwise, well, all of their skin starts drying well, before out.
2: Before you before you even dive into that aspect of sure, lithium yeah. batteries, right? The bottom line is they don't have the life that we really need them to have for sustained power grid output. We're so they're starting to get there. To, they're, they're still about seven to eight years before they're no so, longer viable.
1: So so the uh, the batteries... The batteries are, are starting to get into the lifespan where they're really gonna make a lot of like there's 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 great technological breakthroughs that have been made relatively mm-hmm. recently. Oh yeah document in the last that, twelve months. Uh,
0: that like it just basically adds an order I, so, I don't so, want to so, say so order of thing. magnitude to the life of these, but very nearly. Like it's, so, it's an so exponential growth in its uh lifetime. Yeah,
1: So the way the way they fail is the electrode will the electrode will will um every time it gets charged and discharged, the atoms for the lithium side will get uh, replaced um, not unevenly. So they get, they get kind of, you can imagine like uh, someone laying down bricks. If like every so often you, you skip a brick and you, you put it up next to it. and you come back around, you do the same thing over and over again. Eventually you're going to get some areas that are really tall and some areas that are really short. Uh, the same kind of thing happens with the way that the electric, the, um, I keep saying electric, I don't mean that, I mean the lithium comes back to the electrode. Um, And the the thing that matters here is that distance between the electrodes determines the electric potential. And the parts of the electrode that are closer to the other side have the higher potential because they concentrate the charge. So what ends up happening is it's a self-reinforcing loop. And you build out what's called a dendrite, which is just a little thin piece of metal that will cross across the battery and short it out. In fact, if you remember the exploding laptops from like a couple decades ago, this well, is why even, they are
2: happening. Even even you talk about the exploding batteries, of seven from yeah. two years ago, right? That was so the
1: problem. same deal. So the the technological advances that have been made relatively recently uh, have been able to cut out a lot of the ability of these dendrites to cross the battery, which is huge. So that's that's going to extend. This is why the lifespan of lithium-ion batteries has, has been such a big issue. That said. The capacity of a battery bank to at grid scale needs to be very large, and well, if they're going to build a large scale, and they say they are, they say it's a football field-sized battery, and 300 megawatts of power output, which is nothing,
2: by the way. That's which, absolutely nothing for any admit, grid scale deployment.
1: Well, here's the thing: it's it's nothing for baseload, but it might be able to absorb some of the the uh, balancing issues that they've been having. Yeah, it work I really uh, work as an excellent passive really. You're, you're, for, still for thinking, to understand. you're still thinking that it would take the full amount of of surge capacity. I'm not saying that. It's it's only to smooth out the intermittencies in filling in surge capacity from renewables and the like
2: maybe, but that still doesn't cover the well, doesn't cover much. associated with the duck, the duck curve. Right. Like that's the reality. Well, it, it. it
1: still doesn't have to cover much is the point here. Like you're talking about, it's probably in the neighborhood of a couple hundred megawatts, which is, which it could, could do now the four and megawatt hours of storage might not be able to cover very much of a ripple.
0: Well, actually, to read specifically from the article I've got here, it says the battery bank is expected to have the capacity to power half a million homes for one hour. Which, in the grand scheme right. of things, not a lot, but right. as an was, instant, we that. momentary thing, that's really okay. Crazy. Okay, so we can well, we can think, back up a second
2: here. The better way to the better way to frame this is how many megawatts are in a power plant, right? So you start talking about most power plants. Most power plants are roughly about 1,500 megawatts. That's roughly where they are. The larger scale stuff, such as the – I I, I can't remember exactly what it is. It's like something or other in Japan. It's a nuclear plant. It puts out 8,000 megawatts or roughly about yeah 90 times this.
0: And at what pace? Sorry,
2: 30 times this. At what pace? 30 times this. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so you're
2: talking about you're talking about a scale problem. So they're putting out a football field worth of stuff, and something that's like 4.2 square kilometers outputs 30 times that.
1: Right. So the 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 point that I was getting to here is that so so again we can we can back this up. We said base load. So if you talk about the amount of energy that uh, a population needs over the whole year or even just a day or whatever it's going to fluctuate between you know between some known necessary minimum that's called the base load and it can get as high as some uh, some expected maximum that's the surge load so it's going to fluctuate between those all over all over the place all the time but the base load is what you definitely need to have available to avoid a blackout period yes and then when you have an insufficient supply to cover your surge load, you get brownouts.
0: Something like this in a state like California, I mean, maybe right. not right now because things are utterly fucked, but during their normal, only slightly fucked situation where they have the not, rolling brownouts, it could really, really make a huge it's- difference.
2: This won't make a huge difference. That's kind of the that's that's kind of yeah. the point that I'm trying to make. Is so so this, is, this is something it will be designed to. That's the when thing. When we start talking about the scale of a power plant, this is a fraction of the scale of a power plant. Right. They'll so sit the base... there and they'll put things in terms of like this many homes for an hour, and people are like, "Oh yeah," and they'll take away yeah. this, this many homes. They miss the hour portion of that, right? Right. Well, that's so, what I was asking
0: so, you earlier. Like when you do the scale of a, a power plant, that's per what time unit like per second per minute
2: no 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 i mean that, that's that's generally megawatts is going to be joules per second exactly or, no, or and, and well, that's, that's what i want to bring second, up so, it's like this is so. per
0: second these power right. banks are like they can do this for well, one so this hour whereas this the power plant here, is you know, every megawatts. single second it's putting out this 1500 so, megawatts, or megawatts, megawatts.
1: On, uh, on this plant is actually pretty significant so it's it's 450 megawatt hours of energy uh, stored. So we're just talking about you know powering so many homes for a certain amount of time. 450 megawatts over five hours is, or over one hour rather is is the total amount of energy it has, but it only gives it out at 300 megawatts. So yes. it's it's not giving out. It's just, it's not one hour at 450 megawatts. It can only handle 300. Yes. But the point that I was getting to earlier is that now that we've established base load, surge load is that this is probably not even designed to cover all of surge load. It's probably only meant to handle some of the intermittencies in surge load that might exist from trying to incorporate other things into the surge load, like renewables.
2: At best, if you were to talk about grid-scale solar, this will handle a cloud passing over the panels.
1: Right. That's That's kind of the point, though.
2: That's about the only thing it'll do.
1: But if you can't just hook it in... To the network – to the, the grid and have a cloud pass over it without having something like this to make sure it doesn't and, and come brownout. That's,
2: that's true, but ultimately when we start talking about power output, there's a bunch of different calculations we do. One is going to be your cost of electricity or your levelized right. cost of electricity, and yes, I agree that we need some uh, – every single time somebody sits there and tells me that solar is cheaper than blah, 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 yeah. they're fucking lying. Right. Well, it's right, here's the thing. It's not cheaper you because it's
1: sunk cost.
2: Right. You have the sunk cost. You have this. You have a whole bunch of other costs associated with it. And even your
1: maintenance costs aren't going to be that big. But you've got that sunk cost. It's definitely yes. there, and you can't just ignore it.
2: But the, we we deal with that with the LCOE, which would be the highest cost that Every power that you generate gets pumped into the grid, right? right. But that doesn't happen in reality. So exactly. when we start talking about solar if you could pump every single watt that that jumped into the grid it would be great the problem is that we when solar comes on as as you get to a larger and larger scale solar they eventually surpass the amount of power that's actually required at that time so basically they have to pay other people to take over which is one of the reasons why solar costs skyrocket because they they do a really good job for this like 8 hour window right eight-hour yeah. window in a
1: 24-hour day so, This is where a battery is really important if especially so and there's there's people out there who are doing videos and this shit yada yada and that's great for them uh but they're also probably they're basically getting like handed a big battery from tesla to use in their home which fine you know it, that's great and all not everybody's gonna be like oh i'm gonna spend thirty thousand dollars on the solar setup and then another ten thousand dollars on batteries to get well, back to make to, to break even it's, it's actually years. it's
2: actually more than that so so i looked into solar for my house my power needs it's about forty thousand dollars for me to hook up my my house for solar and i was willing to do that because i'm in new york and we're a deep blue nope. state so they have all kinds of delicious tax subsidies that yep. i would be reaping at the expense of other people and i'm really okay with fucking over the little man for myself uh i have enough money to do that now how very capitalist so, of you sir what's that how
0: very capitalist of you
2: i i am i'm absolutely a capitalist i'm more than happy to sit there and steal other people's money for my own personal benefit right <laughs> and that's really what happens with solar so it's about forty thousand dollars for the system i'd only pay twenty thousand because state subsidies are
3: fantastic
2: uh But either way, right, like I I wouldn't pay that much, but if I wanted to sit there and add a battery system onto that, that would double or triple the cost. It is it is massively expensive. Batteries provide a fraction for per unit cost. Right. I think there was a study that came out actually I know there was a study that came out and it said that if we want to do solar plus batteries as our grid system, right? Yeah. Even if solar panel prices fell 90% of what they are today, it would still be less cost-effective than nuclear.
1: Oh, well, duh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean
0: that's like – Come on. So – Okay, Mr. Nuclear. Nuclear Nuclear It's
2: fantastic that they're making these strides. But it's also irrelevant when we start putting it into the larger the so, larger scale picture of how we actually d- decide what power units we want.
1: So nuclear plus battery big. is actually going to be the better way to go about it in general.
2: No, and it's nuclear the per- best, actually. It's
1: largely because nuclear is going to produce battery. Well, so keep in mind, when I say battery, part of my mind is also just saying chemical storage. So... Hydrogen, for example, in my brain is an air battery like zinc. So, because if you didn't know, zinc air batteries are very common as a thing too.
2: Mm, I, I mean, I not I for grid storage,
1: understand. but as a battery, they okay. exist.
2: As as a small scale battery, sure, but not so, at grid scale. And that's what we go so at grid multiple scale. Multiple hydrogen, multiple megawatts.
1: At grid scale, chemical storage, uh, you're going to be wanting to use hydrogen that's the basis for the the yes. transport economy that that d o e is has roadmapped. Uh, so i like I told you you mentioned that before and it's a slide that I had at the beginning of just about every freaking presentation i had on it uh this roadmap from d o e that shows hydrogen transport and then of course it you know completely missing the whole automation aspect of trucking uh <laughs> had had a truck at the end of the roadmap delivering shit uh on hydrogen fuel so there's there's that little little detail they missed back in uh, uh like you know eight years ago, but there's
2: there's more to the hydrogen versus and it, as we go automated, it would actually yeah. have jobs because you'd have to have somebody fueling an automated truck.
1: Well, um, yeah, you'd have an automated fueling station doing that.
2: Right, but when we yeah. start talking about batteries versus say something like chemical storage through the chemi- the intro, so so we gotta I guess we gotta dive a little bit deeper. The, well, the, the reason why batteries are different than hydrogen storage is the energy on a battery, they're basically adding extra electrons to an atom, right? And that's really fucking hard to do. Well, for so the thing— like, To be supercharged.
1: So it depends on, the, it depends on how you're doing it. A lithium, so for lithium-ion batteries and lithium-polymer batteries, you're more or less in the neighborhood there. There's other types of batteries that are at play here. And even, even just talking about hydrogen, that's just adding or removing electrons to an atom. So, so the point here being that there's, there's actually there's a great TED talk on it, and I, I don't know where the fuck it is, but there's a, there's a professor at MIT who had this great point about batteries. If you want to make them dirt cheap, make them out of dirt. Um, and he I... has these molten salt batteries. And these molten salt batteries are actually not an environmental catastrophe when you create them. And they're, of course, dirt cheap because it involves uh, what, magnesium and... Uh, uh, silicon. Mag- and, and something else. It was silicon. But, yeah, it's, it's... So anyway, there's there's like three or four components to it. Uh, kind of, so three or four elements that are involved. But it's it's very straightforward and simple. And so if you wanted to do grid-scale storage, if you're going to make a big-ass battery, you may, well, may as well just dig a big-ass hole and use the stuff you dug out of it to make the battery. So this would and, be how you do it. And it doesn't involve the same kind of problems you have with lithium-ion, because there's literally true. a bed of molten salt separating stuff.
2: That That's true, but, I mean, at the end of the day, that battery proposal was thermal storage versus, you know... You
1: well, know. part of it, that's the thing. The chemical separation was the primary storage mechanism. The thermal part of it was actually a major safety thing. It's inherently it's walk away safe. If it starts to short out, it'll just freeze. If you stop heating it, and by stop I, heating it, I mean prevent leakage through insulation.
2: I mean, I I saw that presentation and I saw the proposal, but at the end of the day, you're still talking about overall costs being too too expensive.
1: So this is my this is kind of the point though is that. That was a very cheap battery, because it's literally made yeah. out of common yeah. elements.
2: That was, lithium, that was hella cheap compared to lithium-ion.
1: Lithium is not a cheap battery. It's fucking expensive, and it's terrible for the environment when you make them.
2: Yes, that's all, all of that is true.
1: So there's no way of getting around that, ever. And if you want to look at the overall efficiency of using these things... Lithium is great for transport because you have to actually move the battery around. The other kind is great if you don't have to do transport. If you're doing grid scale, you shouldn't do it out of lithium because lithium's great for moving around, not for sitting still.
0: And for the folks that'll be uh, listening to this, I've got a link to the uh, TED talk from uh, Donald Sadaway on the uh, missing link to renewable energy, specifically about this, so that you can
1: actually follow. Oh, it you, okay. Like. You found it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll now, link it in can, chat for you guys please. too.
1: It's the MIT professor. So his his students actually saw the uh, the, the write ups on, yeah, that's the guy. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Actually saw the the write ups that his his grad students did uh, on these batteries, and and their cap their ability to, to operate yada yada yada, and they all look great. It's just that you have to actually scale them up and and hook them into the grid. But beyond that, like all there's all these things are are good for is sitting there, in the ground, taking energy in, putting energy out, and then that's it. And that's all you want them to do,
0: yeah. Like lithium as, a, ions, as a grid scale or even really large scale storage medium, it's
1: it's viable yeah, and it's reasonable. It's good for anywhere from the size of a penny to the size of a fucking football field.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, it might not be something you'd want in the back of your car, but I mean, something well, that thing. you would want. Well, I mean, and not to say that you was used. Again,
2: again, ultimately, at the end of the day, even though those are cheaper batteries than what's being proposed with most lithium-ion constructions, they're still not cheap batteries they're still more expensive than conventional generation technology.
1: Well, yeah, but the point is that they would allow you to have more dynamics involved with conventional generation.
2: And that's that's true, but ultimately, I think... They're not going to
1: ever replace was, any of it.
0: Well, and there secondarily, there, too, what, to the both of you, we've got to consider the economy of scale on these items as well because there isn't really any sort well, that, of infrastructure we, built around this either. If there well, there the thing is you don't really need a whole lot too. of
1: infrastructural change. Is, is So these... The batteries that that uh, Dr. Sadoway was talking about here, they're they're made out of very very common elements.
2: Yeah, they are. And,
1: and in terms of the infrastructure, they so operate awkward. at whatever they operate at whatever current you want. You just have to have a transformer next to it that'll step up the voltage to wherever it's needed on the grid. So in terms of actually, and so what would they really do is it would help things is they would decouple the grid from on demand generation, which is a huge benefit if you have a power plant that operates at a given capacity most optimally. So if you can run your power plant at its optimal efficiency day in, day out, constantly without changing parameters, and just keep it steady state and have the excess energy, the say the nighttime surge because nope that's because the base load lowers, you don't have as as much to require for base load. If you're producing more than base load as an energy company right now at nighttime, you're wasting your energy because you have to sink it. You can't just produce it like that. Instead, what happens is it just lower production.
0: Well, and to put that into an analogy really to... that basically anyone can understand, when you're well, running your car at just that right RPM, you're not going uphill, you know, you're on a flat plane, you know, just that spot where it does really well and you get your best fuel economy, it's like that. It's like you can run yeah. it on cruise just like that all the time because you've and, got something riding your highs and yeah. lows
1: to give you an idea right now right so the, the person listening to this is, on average is probably going to be you know in, in generic joe schmo living in a home in the u.s with uh, a power company etc providing them their energy meaning that if you know unless you're on a battery-driven device like a phone or whatever if you're on your just if you're on a computer hooked into the wall you're probably getting the electricity required to listen to this right now as it's being generated because we don't have built-in network capacity. This is what that aims to solve by providing the the built-in network capacity, the extra energy that would be produced at night when a system is running most optimally would be able to be stored and then it would be able to be discharged back into the system during the day, decoupling the power plant from the demand of the user. The other major benefit of this, which is huge, is the fact that we all use semiconductors and semiconductors, very much fuck with ac electricity um big time like just the, the way that the, the the electricity comes back into the system with ac from having uh transistors and diodes involved you get a whole bunch of this excess uh noise that causes major losses in um in other uh active components uh say like transformers so if you have your your delta winding in a transformer that's designed to get rid of your third harmonic hum so you know, sorry to go off in the deep end there, but for the electrical engineers in the room, you probably all cheering at the moment. Uh, basically what happens is you don't just get that one sine wave that comes in with AC. You can actually get that plus a whole bunch of harmonics. So uh, multiples of the base frequency. Let and me, let me actually you stop you else... for a
0: quick half second on that yeah. and just explain that as that's kind of when you get a dirty signal.
1: Yeah. So, like, so uh, like imagine, if you know anything about audio,
0: if you know anything about audio, you know, you've got a, you got a clean signal that you can hear or a dirty signal yeah. and you can hear that too. It's the same thing, but it's with, you know, the well, juice that runs electronics. Just imagine you have a guitar uh, and
1: you uh you imagine you have a guitar and you just kind of like put it down on the ground next to the speaker and it starts to hum. And yeah. you'll start to hear some of the higher frequencies too.
0: That's exactly this kind of dirty noise we're talking about in electricity right. here. Just uh so, so that comes make through. That a real um, thing for you.
1: Now if you have so you have what's called resistive losses and you have reactive power so you're or, so you have active power reactive power same kind of stuff so you can imagine like a regular resistor that gets hot when you put current through it that's going to be your active power or, or your losses the reactive power is like through an inductor or a capacitor so that's like uh that's like pushing uh that's like you know closing a, a bottle of a, a, a water bottle that's empty closing it up and squeezing it and then it'll expand back out when you let go of it that's kind of like reactive power. It's, it's like compressing a spring. Um, so that comes back to the system, or back into the, uh, the network after it gets, it gets released uh, by, the, by your, your device. So those are passive components. Uh, your active components, so like transistors and diodes, they are going to rectify the current, meaning I'll only allow it to go one direction. And that causes this buildup of noise in the network that has to be balanced out and filtered out and because everybody has a smartphone, a computer, you know, a, a TV that's digital, yada, yada, yada at home, we have a whole bunch of these active components plugged into the AC system or the AC network. And this kind of extra noise builds up and it comes to the thermal loss. Um, and, and it's also, it's, it's, it's a thing that you can get rid of if you have a place to dump the noise in the signal without just exhausting it as heat effectively. So you have this, this third harmonic hum that you can get inside your, your, uh, your Transformers next to, say, a building, um, they have, there's a delta winding at the bottom because it's three-phase power coming in. You usually you send one phase to uh, one of the three buildings, and that's how you get your one-phase uh, power that comes in. So the fact that they have a common ground, uh, if you allow them to have that uh, delta winding on the, on the uh, bottom of the core, then the third harmonic is supposed to cancel out if you only have passive reactive components that are giving back the reactive power. So only capacitors, only inductors. They send back uh, a signal that will cancel by having that three-phase winding set up in that configuration on the transformer. Since you don't have just passive components anymore, you have a whole bunch of this active stuff, you get noise there, and that can cause arcing and shit Usually just comes out as heat losses, uh, but it can also pass, it can also travel back down through the common. So what you have to do is dump that load from the common wire, which is usually considered to be ground. It's not ground in AC because AC is alternating; it will pull and push to ground. So you have this just a common sink, and so that common lead goes back to the tower station, and they basically just dump that shit through a resistor. Or through uh, some sort of other kind of active component, like a a a gigantic rectifying diode, to try and siphon the energy back. If they're trying to make a a cleaner buck, but it it goes somewhere. The the differences in the signal, like you're talking about, taking something that looks like a sine wave and chopping the shit out of it and giving it this weird crap back. So they've got to they got to filter that out and dump it somewhere, and that's how they get rid of it. So the way that you can get the better way to do it would be to just dump it into a battery. And the battery will absorb the noise. And then it'll come back out random, Brownian. And that Brownian noise can just be rectified as DC power from a battery. So you can go DC, DC to AC, and then it goes back into the system as clean AC power. Like I know this is kind of a long technical roundabout way of saying that there is actually a purpose here. But it's not just to cover the surge load. There's, the whole, there's a whole bunch of great reasons for a battery at grid scale that I don't mean, require you to power everything.
2: I don't think I don't think there's necessarily an argument against doing right. that. I think the question is whether it's economically feasible to do it sure. as grid scale storage, and what are we actually talking about? Well, it's like we're talking about economy of scale,
1: and it's probably not going to cover the big difference that we're going to be looking to make up here. So in that respect, you're definitely right. It's going to cost too much.
2: Well, and that's that's, I think the ultimate point is is it's congratulations to these people for coming up with a variety of different ways to do a battery to try to hook one up. But realistically, they they treat this as if it's a major milestone in getting renewables up and operational. And they're nowhere near getting renewables up and operational at any sort of reasonable Well,
1: Even without the renewables part included, if you're talking about a state like California where they have the the P-whatever-the-fuck-it-is, the the, the one company that does the whole state, you're probably
0: still right. (laughs) PG&E.
1: Yeah, PG&E. You're probably still right that PG&E is not going to see a major uh, boon to plug in one of these suckers in. But if you're talking about like a municipality, you're probably starting to get to the – probably about where you're going to be able to break even. Um, Maybe. But the point Maybe. is, I mean, the point there's a lot the, of
2: suppositions. There's a lot of suppositions.
1: The major one here is where the fuck you going to put it. Uh, well, so, who's, so got, who's got three or four spare football fields worth of land hanging out right next to town that you're not going to go near and you're not going to like have anybody try to invest in that's also somehow not going to be taxed? So there's a whole bunch of these other uh, bits to the story here.
2: Well, and that's that's really what it comes down to when we start talking about batteries or renewable I mean, energy. So, for the end grid of the scale day, to make them okay. viable, it requires a maximal environmental impact. In order well, to take diffuse energy sources and turn them into something useful, we basically got to burn trees, right? Well, like if you're you talking about like, big grid, forests, if you're you talking about okay big grid, though,
1: your if you're talking about big grid, like you're talking about. Like, uh, you know, the, so the nation is divided into, what is it, uh, five or six regions total? or, or No, it's, it's three regions. Three. Yeah. So if you're talking about that scale, then it's a drop in the bucket if you pick a location to wipe out and then drop in a giant-ass battery. It really is. Like, I mean, you probably want to distribute it a little bit better than that because you don't want to have that many hot wires. But if if you're talking about full grid here, if we're talking about the three different segments in the U.S., you're going to be able to do grid scale storage without pissing off too many people. If you're talking about a municipality, you're getting into the re- you're getting into the realm of, of having some questions about whether or not you can do it. If you're talking about in the home, then you can get away with it to a certain degree uh, just because you get to decide how you're going to allot your own space. But if you're like, say in an apartment in the middle of New York, you can't do it. If you're talking about New York city, where the hell are they going to get the land? They're not going to do it and they have way too much demand. So there's also a certain kind of limit on the demand density of your, your given region when you're talking about still trying to do things at the local or municipal level. So they're really that, that gap that kind of quantum leap between a city and one of the three regions is kind of a, a big one that they can't really overcome with the scale up an infrastructure that we were talking about earlier yeah the economy this basically of scale kind of fits in
0: into a, a bit of a niche it's kind yeah, of pigeonholed technologically right now like for the home it's a we're we are there for the home but sure it's grid really scale, not really for an apartment again yeah, i mean not we're not really. even
2: there, we're not even there for the home right like again, again, it's just expensive. again you're, you're sitting there and saying can we uh, but we could also sit there and burn babies, and that does not necessarily mean it's a practical means of. I lost the energy. first part of that, and so, I imagine it was so, probably
0: more offensive than the second part. But anyway, go ahead. I,
2: I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like we can, what we can technically do is different one than what is cost effective to do, right? And we need to keep that in mind. So well, yes, that's why we my point can here is deploy that if... household scale solar plus battery. And it well, doesn't fucking well, matter because if you want to do that, you've got to be a yeah. billionaire. But you've again, the point the here is that you, as you get in order for that to happen.
1: As you get to larger scales, the cost effectiveness becomes more of a question. As part well, of the point it's, there, it's not. And there's it's a crossover. The
2: effectiveness becomes more of a question. The cost effectiveness is a question at this lower scale.
1: Well, what I'm what saying ends up is that there's a crossover to, around musical level. get to
2: larger and larger scale, not only is it a problem at small-scale deployment if people were actually required to pay for the battery plus solar system at full sticker price, which they're not, because of government subsidies, right? If we were mm-hmm. to ignore that entirely and just talk grid-scale stuff, it becomes completely non-viable there the more and more we scale up renewable energy into the market it's a market penetration issue well, because basically keep in mind
1: that this isn't renewable <laughs> when we're talking about batteries it's just a battery it, it,
2: it, it's it's all it's all part of the same system right? like we don't need batteries if we have baseload.
1: we only need batteries if we have intermittency it, it solves a lot of major problems so here, here's the, here's what i'll liken it the the sunk cost of putting in grid storage has not been overcome by the losses that are experienced by the network yet, but it's quickly approaching that. What is definitely overcome is the day-to-day losses that can be reversed back into gains for the power uh, companies. They can operate much more efficiently at certain given steady state points, right? no, sure we can not, agree not on really. that. Well, if, if really. you like, this I, I, is basically that's not, that's sweeping how up how the, the tobacco works works off there. of the uh, cigarette factory sit.
0: floor, you know, so that you can make a couple more cigarettes.
1: Well, well no, your, like, I mean, like, so, like this so your gas mileage is better if you're not constantly uh, speeding up and slowing down your engine. And that's yeah, directly uh, analogous that's, if you're talking about certain types of generation.
2: Yes, yes, and no. So, the way you got to understand how the power market works, right? And it's not like. It's not like we're we're speeding up and slowing down, right? We're not we're not hitting well, not the gas and hitting point, the grades. Do we have we actually have different base load sources which have different peaking options. Right. And so what we deal with is we essentially deal with a marketplace, a marketplace solution. And this is one of the problems that solar, solar and other renewables generate, is they basically dump power to the market and they say, whatever, I have right. enough tax subsidies that I don't care what, whether I make a profit or not during this period of time, I'm going to generate anyways. And so yeah. what ends up happening under normal circumstances is basically you have, you're, you're trying to balance the amount that's produced versus the amount that's required, right? Yeah. And so these things are, these are constant adjustments on, you know, infinitesimal, like millisecond yeah. time scales that are done. And what will end up happening is they'll say, hey, we need a little bit more power. And so what you'll have is uh, now, because gas is so cheap, you'll have peaker plants that will just be idle. They'll kick on. right? And they'll take advantage of the increased price that comes in as increased demand comes in over a certain period of time. The peaker plants will take over that. Now hold on. Are, are you
0: trying to that. imply that free market solutions work? Because I think that's racist. That
2: that is free market solutions is actually how the energy grid operates. Now what we see as consumers is basically a standardized flat rate because people don't like to see the fact that on day X at time Y they paid $0.10 or $0.06 or $0.05 an hour, and then on day two on time time Z, they paid $0.30 per hour. But that's what's actually happening, and and the the billing companies end up levelizing this out to all of the consumers so that it doesn't look as scary as it is. But realistically, what ends up happening when we start talking about the grid, the grid makes a call, and that call is met by a variety of power producers that want to meet that call. So if you take a trip out west, and I highly recommend this for anybody, and you go to one of the great dams that we have out west over something like the Columbia River or any one of those – Grand Coulee is a fantastic one, the Hoover Dam, and you get to do a tour. What you'll actually watch as they do it is you'll watch the, the pool of water at the bottom of the dam temporarily slow, and you won't see any frothing there. And then all of a sudden you'll see it speed up, and that's because they got a power call, and they, were, they decided that it was worth generating and using their equipment and paying the cost to generate for that power call. But then that power call will drop because load in the country dropped, and all of a sudden they'll stop generating because it's better for them to sit there and stack the water behind the dam. And that's what we end up seeing in a lot of these cases is we actually have this peak production versus demand, and we basically balance these loads as things go up. And what Craig is correct, there is is some advantage to be gained – in those milliseconds of difference between power requirement and power production, well, it's not.
1: It's not just that. It's the why? efficiency of your production that is that you can be taken advantage of. You do could also of, kind of say that
0: it does it smooth out that. Uh, well, it's, sine it's wave not a lot. It's not a lot. The but this is
1: what the whole point what I was making earlier is it's not a lot that you gain out of it, and that's the reason why the sunk cost for putting in any kind of grid-level storage has not been met by the gains you would get by changing your efficiency like that. You need to not just have the day-to-day cost advantage. You need to have the sunk cost advantage typically covered within about a 10-year period. They haven't but seen you're, that you're yet.
2: Not, you're not going to get that any... Because, and again, this is because the power market is designed such that calls and asks are pretty much... Met right on, on demand. Well,
1: like I said demand. earlier, they're made they're, all that kind of adjustment, like all that adjustment, as well as the generation, is more or less instantaneous. And that's why Plus, you yeah, get power yeah. into your home at basically 60 hertz, 120 uh volts. You know, how many amps your breaker is going to do, yeah. like 200 you, per house. Whenever, so,
2: whenever you folks at home are sitting there and flicker a little bit, but they don't go out. Uh, that is actually a difference. It, that's basically a demand spike. What's ended yeah. up happening is there's more people who demand it than than power is being produced, and there wasn't a price on the market that producers were willing to meet until it hit a certain point, and then they kicked on. And that's why you get those little flickers in your house every once in a while if you're paying attention.
1: Yeah. So that kind of so the that happens and and that happens like more or less instantaneously. The same way that the generation more or less instantaneously will meet the demand of the customers, save those few moments where there's an adjustment uh in, in cost. That being the said, is make sure you have, have an
0: uninterruptible power supply for your important electronics because that yes. can do bad stuff to you. And they're pretty cheap. Like I said, for the home user, battery tech is kind of where it is. Now, For if you're in an apartment or anything, actually, get a UPS. Like it's just any. good to have.
1: Now we're talking like seven minutes here with these. <laughs> so.
3: when, when we're starting
2: to talk about when we're starting to talk about what you want to put in to protect your electronics, yes, surges up and down are bad. That's true. But what you want to put in for your electronics is somewhere around a uh, a just like a I don't know a surge protector. And a surge protector is a not particularly expensive, and b it doesn't really sit there and hold much power. It just balances out the load. In those short well, few seconds
1: between, well, surge protector well, is I basically mean, just honestly, a final you, junction. Any
0: any That's reasonable person you want to have to a it. UPS just on principle alone because the power, yeah, it's gonna go out at some point, and you might as well just make sure you're safe. It's a reasonable now, investment.
1: A UPS is only gonna do one thing for you. It's only gonna give you, you know, depending on what you on if you scale it appropriately. Because by the way, please, the love of God, count up the amount of watts you're putting into things yeah don't you buy a UPS. 600
0: watt ups if you've got it on a 900 watt power well, supply that's that's going to do you no good and, and, it's going to be all so, so,
1: so I, the no, point no, is probably, you want to scale the battery for it because you want to have it's only going to give you a few minutes to shut your shit down you're going to so get, get five like five to ten
2: of those batteries over time is not particularly good
1: well no, so so no, the sure battery is fine because it doesn't do much yeah, but uh,
2: it, it, the, the it, it decays at a very quick rate. So if you put on a UPS, well, right, you're not protected for ten years. You're protected for a few.
1: No, you're protected for that much time unless you get hit by you know several blackouts in a row. They're not. These are these batteries are designed. So so there's a, basically there's two kinds of batteries. Cause they're like they're like automotive batteries. It's their basis for them. You know they are specialized. But the point is there's kind of not unlike like a deep cycle batteries. battery. So, so there's, yeah, there's I was going to say there's light cycle and there's deep cycle. So the deep cycle batteries are like the ones you see on a big semi-truck. They're meant to be drained all the way down to zero and then charged back up many times. A uh, light cycle battery is meant to dip a little bit, but to provide a huge capacity to drive, provide a shit ton of amps when a car needs it. The batteries that they put into a UPS... Are not meant to do many deep cycles, but they're me- so that means when you when you lose power, you have five or ten minutes total to get your computer shut down. That means you want to get it shut down as quickly as possible because they're not really meant to do full deep cycles very often. They're meant to just kind of sit there at full power for years on end, you know, and then to cover you know maybe maybe ten or twenty events uh, before you might want to start checking these things.
2: And and I wouldn't even I would uh, honestly my experience with upss is, is that they don't hold up that well uh, they they have a general yeah. they're more likely to fail before you need them than they are to be successful when you need them
1: well you well, the can say that with their ups stuff. you have to make sure you pay enough for them because you get what you pay for with a ups that i will better, say i've had a trial on not sponsored
0: or anything unless you know you want to sponsor me we're out here but i've had a really good yeah. luck with apc like yeah, the price uh, is good, see, and the quality is there.
1: So let's let me let me get my fucking flashlight here. I've got this thing underneath my desk. So I have a I have a big chunky guy under here. Um, what the hell is that one? Cyber Cyberpower? I think that's the one I got. Cyber um,
2: cyberpowers, I was never really impressed by them.
1: Well, so this is one of those things. It's like buying tequila when you get these things. You have to go for top shelf, or you don't get one or anything. You're gonna like yeah, the absolutely. flavor of.
0: Absolutely. It's like, it's like the good machining or good, like, uh, uh, work, work tool machining and shit like that. If you're going to get it from China, just don't just get American because you really do need the best.
2: Oh, Harbor Freight is the best.
1: No. Uh, Yes. It's it's the finest cheap Chinese steel you can get. Listen, there is no greater supply
2: of Chineseium on the planet. (laughs) Chineseium is the finest element.
1: Yeah, it's. It's cheap, plentiful, and breaks easily.
2: Chineseium, love you long time.
1: <laughs> Until you need to pay up again. Oh, man. I love
2: my Chineseium.
1: Oh, no, I I love cheap Chinese steel. I just don't like relying on it.
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't...
1: Eh, <laughs> I wouldn't build it, anything out of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's okay for that tool set that you keep in the car and your car breaks down and you need to fix it before the dueling banjos comes out.
1: Right. Uh, How do you know a toothbrush was invented in Alabama? Otherwise, it'd be called a toothbrush. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be be illegal soon. (laughs)
0: Because it's racist against somebody.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There weren't enough black people. Uh, It's it's
2: not going to be. It's not going to be racist until Alabama votes Democrat. Look, look, all right. Look,
1: dueling ban. The the whole dueling banjos uh, bit. You know the uh, that whole movie was racist, and it wasn't racist because they were screaming the racial epithets. It's because they didn't have more black people fucking the white guy in the ass. Now, are we supposed? Uh, I
0: I didn't think we were going to be getting into demographics and prison populations, guys. I think we're getting into dangerous territory here. No, no, <laughs> no.
1: This wasn't prison. Well, I mean, unless you consider being surrounded by nothing prison. I'm no, sure is this, this 2020. Terrible. So you All right. know. this is this, we're talking about Deliverance. By the way, if you're ever wondering what the hell movie we're we're referencing here, and if you just go Google dueling banjos, you'll recognize the tune immediately.
2: Does anybody not know what dueling banjos is?
0: There's of gotta course. be like a handful. Oh yeah, there no, undoubtedly. Be. I mean, there's no people way. that are completely brain dead to any kind of media that you didn't come know. out. Well, that's how New not,
1: York. That's how New York not, thinks of everybody south of New York. Um, so I, mean, there...
2: I know that's what I think of you, Craig. But that does <laughs> not necessarily mean. It's <laughs> I mean, I
1: got my banjo right over there. You want me to start playing this shit? Because I will.
2: I I'm you know what I'm, I'm well, more you are a Florida about
1: about
0: man. So I you you wrestle alligators, right?
1: Oh, no, because. I eat alligators.
0: Oh, well, close enough. Uh, you probably I almost know, ride over with my Florida bicycle and then I eat them. them though. Right.
1: You see, wrestling alligators is, is pretending that they're your friend. What they are is uh, like hundreds of angry teeth with a little bit of meat behind them. So what you do is you kill them first. You kill them first, and then you don't let the meat go to waste. Alligator is a bad.
2: I, I, I kind of like alligator.
1: It's it's basically, it's slightly gamey chicken. Well, tough. Yeah. tastes great.
2: Well, it's, it's, I, I don't even know if I grow, describe it as slightly gamey chicken. I mean, I don't think there's any way to
1: cook it. It's a got its own flavor.
2: Or severely beaten with a mammoth.
1: Well, what you do is, is a, uh, you, you can grill it. I mean, most <laughs> people, most people don't. But like, it's, it's like grilled.
2: I it would be really tough.
1: Well, it's, it's weird. So like. If you if you fry it or you bake it, it's kind of like chicken. If you grill right. it, it's more like fish, but it's like That's tough peculiar. fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, in my experience, um, alligators always been kind of tough, but it's it's chicken-y. a I me.
1: Mean,
2: Although I will say, I was in Louisiana, and they can make anything taste good. Oh,
1: you pronounced that wrong.
2: I don't give a shit what you think it's, it's called. Louisiana. We have more votes than them. <laughs> It's whatever I fucking say it is.
1: All right, Uh, Mr.
0: Electoral College. You're talking like you've already voted or something.
1: I bet you're a kind of loser that says crawfish, too, aren't you?
2: Uh, There's no such thing as crawfish. They're called crayfish. Thank you very much.
1: They're the crawdaddies. Get your ass right. Uh,
2: Maybe to the primitive Southerners, (laughs) but to us civilized folks, they're crayfish. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Know your place.
1: I'm sorry, what state do you live in again? <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's I know.
0: under my the place. jurisdiction my place of uh, Comrade yeah, Comazar Cuomo.
1: Your, your place is to bend over in front of whose table? The communal table.
2: <laughs> no, Cuomo just demands me to have papers to go see my family on the weekends. But- <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing sketchy oh, scary about but it. But I live
1: in the best state, all right? I live okay. in New York, where yeah. I have to have my papers. Where's the Zipan brown P.A.? shirts over
3: there? Uh,
2: no, they're all located. See, the problem is that, that Cuomo thinks that the rest of New York is New York City. I think because yeah. he talks to his brother a little bit too much.
0: Oh, it's just but part the of the metro, of New York yeah. Is
2: really okay. Like, we'd be really quite happy if we just blew the bridges and yeah. said, you know, you guys. Goodbye, Gotham deal with your problems.
0: I'm telling you what man, we really need to uh, investigate that Snake Pliskin uh, documentary series. They really had some excellent solutions for the uh <laughs> west coast and east coast issues.
2: I mean, realistically, you, you go down to you go down to New York City and it's what is it? They uh the Walking Dead documentary that's pretty accurate for most of New York's homeless population. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if you're bitten by a homeless person, you turn into a homeless person.
3: That's
0: about right, could be. I mean, it's not well, you know, certainly no, not my think about study, it. but I, I do know there oh. is a great deal of uh, dark energy and quite the, uh, quite the miasma of New York City.
1: Think about it like this, though you get bit by a homeless person. You end up getting something like cholera. You lose all your money in medical bills, and you end up on the streets. It's pretty straightforward. Well, yeah, that's, I'm pretty just sure science. That they don't
2: lose any money in the state of New York to medical bills. All they do is claim zero income, and I pay for it. So,
1: right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, the person who gets bit, who actually has money in a home, ends up getting you know a lien put on their fucking house oh, by that the that hospital.
2: Yeah, yeah, we got, and then.
1: You know, they lose their money from from paying for the fucking medical bills for the diseases that they just got.
2: You're just, you're just not appreciating the lived-in experiences of those who are <laughs> terrible human beings.
1: Oh, that reminds me
0: of a story yeah. I was meaning to go over, which is oh, just the perfect time for it. Uh, in a uh, classic, well, how would you guess that, corporate landlords sought higher profits during the uh, last economic crisis. Could, could you imagine in a in a place like New York City or L.A. So would... here's what's
1: happening with landlords. <laughs> they um they are just as fucked as all the people who are probably going to get evicted. You know why? Because they don't own the property they have necessarily. In fact, often times, oftentimes they over leverage themselves, and they survive off of the difference between the The debts that they can accrue under the lease, under the loans they've given, and the rents they uh, they uh, take in, no. so basically they decrease their tax burden by paying off the debt that they have for these loans, and they just hold the loans out on the property. And the problem that they have with this is that something like COVID comes along and destroys their income, and then they have to get they have to go back to the bank and say, "I'm sorry, but I don't have the money this time." Yeah, the absolutely. Bank ultimately as gets a matter of fact, too.
0: <clears throat> this specific article doesn't even really go into that. It basically just goes into the fact that they are expanding their holdings, and right. as we I, see these know, uh, and happened, and we're going stuff. to see that really specific like knock-on effect.
2: My wife and I were greedily rubbing our hands together during the COVID crisis created by New York being New York, mm-hmm. and we were eagerly anticipating a whole bunch of people running out of money and us acquiring their houses so <laughs> I, I am uh, I am absolutely as an individual who's finally reached the point where I can invest in things was absolutely thinking about investing, and so i I entirely empathize with the landowners. right,
1: well, here's the thing. you aren't taking out loans to be able to pay for these other things and then bitching about the fact that the tenant isn't paying you, which is oh, what's I would happening absolutely
2: bitch about oh me. no no, no, no
1: what they're doing is so the thing is these landlords who owe the bank money and have been dribbling in the money at the lowest rate possible to get these long-term loans so that they can pay less taxes these landlords are going to get screwed too because they're going to owe the banks the same way that their renters owe them and when they don't have renters that are giving them income not only is not only are the renters going to get kicked out but the place that they were calling home is going to be owned by the bank not by the landlord when it comes down to it. So they're not going to be able to go and beg for their house back from the landlord because the landlord is going to be homeless with them.
0: Well, and but we all know that the banks
1: are true. very – It's all you know, their fault. It's nice their completely their own fault. Which, but, by the way, is you know,
2: one of the why a chunk of land that I was hoping to purchase is not no longer going to be purchased even though they finally got their paperwork sorted out a year yeah. later. I, I actually <laughs> picked on this thing like last last November or whatever. What
3: the fuck, man! And it,
2: they just sent me an email like last week saying, "Hey, you guys actually still want this?" Cause holy shit, like, got to be a shitting me. A
1: year? No way. <laughs> no way! Not yeah. not a fucking chance.
2: Yeah. Nope. Nope. I was all for. It's it gonna be eight hundred bucks for like a quarter acre lot. Yeah. Not not a bad, not, not bad, actually, in the area, but that was all pre-COVID. With COVID, not a chance in fucking hell I want to invest in anywhere right now. It's going to take a few years. For...
1: All it's doing is increasing your tax burden by having more property to tax.
2: That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> There's no point in that. Yeah, unless exactly
0: you right. uh, Unless you're the kind of person that has the connections like a, a Cuomo or a de Blasio, it's not really worth your while. Well, at that point, a he a may building. as well be driving
1: over people while drunk. You know, like, wait, that, yeah, it did happen. Listen, We're not supposed to talk about that one, are we? The we.
2: Cuomos are a special and sacred family in New York. <laughs> Fredo over there.
1: <laughs> Look, now that was racist, sir, against Italians. <laughs> the same way that COVID's racist against Chinese people.
2: You know, it's always amazing to me. I didn't realize. All of these people who are racist, who are racists now, post this like SJW nonsense. I, I, yeah. I was really surprised. I didn't know that Italian was a race.
1: Right, but you see, you see, Fredo's like screaming the N word. How dare you, sir?
2: It is. I didn't even know that Cuomo <laughs> was Italian. I thought that he, No, he, like,
1: I thought he just acted it. <laughs>
2: Right, like I kind of figured that with the amount of bullshit that came out of his mouth, that he was like from Alabama or something like that. Yeah,
1: you figure he's he's not just some goomba, huh?
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I, I was figuring I figured there was a whole other backstory there, and boy, now it was you know, what you're really
1: missing out here. Is that Fredo isn't just racist against Italians; it's also racist against idiot look younger brothers. <laughs> how uh, dare they make how dare they include that name in a movie
2: you know you know what i i actually have to say going back to our original topic of the election of all of the things that i'm kind of upset about right uh-huh. I, I i okay so so trump lost but i accept that because trump's kind of an asshole <laughs> yeah. and, and he never in the four years that he was president he didn't learn to shut his fucking mouth right so, I can accept a Trump loss, and it's not gonna like it's not no skin off my back. I think he's got legal options, I, they're slim, all of that stuff that we've discussed earlier. But the thing that makes right. me sad about this election that is not like a, a you know, I really wish my buddy Trump was gonna be in there, it's the fact that I don't get to see Chris Cuomo on CNN crying the next day.
1: Oh, but you're going that- to, though.
2: That was the best part of the election of 2016 was watching – because I watched this asshole. Right. I watched him every day because I wanted to check my bias, right? So I watched CNN.
3: Oh, you I poor figured bastard.
2: Moderately liberal. No, they went so far off the rails, and I just – the day after the election in 2016, watching Chris Cuomo cry for his entire set was just the best <laughs> thing World because I wanted to punch him the entire rest of the year and watching him just actually cry it was like somebody else punched him for me and I was okay with that <laughs> it hurt my aunt
0: well you know you have uh-huh. to take the wins where you can get them right
2: that's exactly right
1: oh that's good you know I mean it's a shame no one took his lunch money because I'm pretty sure he'd have he'd have, he'd have enough for another fucking car or two, you know
2: uh, you know what? You're probably right. I'm sure that he's buying the 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 uh, what is that that fucking super special cow from Japan?
1: Oh, Kobe. Wagyu.
2: Kobe? No, no, no. It's, no, it's I think it's uh, Wagyu. Wagyu.
1: Yeah, Wagyu. Wagyu okay.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm sure that he has a Wagyu beef sandwich for lunch every day because he's that kind of fucking rich.
0: <laughs> probably. A, oh my god. I, I I don't even know what to say about these people. I honestly don't. There they're they're really uh something they're
1: dicks, out. dude did you see Don Lemon sitting there crying on t v because biden got the uh got got called in by a p he's sitting there you know finally finally it's over kind of shit it's like dude you you basically you're 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 one i mean we know he's gay but like you know you're one you're one extra homoerotic look at the camera away from being frodo just shut the fuck up.
2: I mean, let's let's be honest. The best take this election was provided to us thanks to Brianna Wu of Gamer Oh, my Game God.
1: Game. <laughs> the man of screaming again. There we go. <laughs> Bat Wu.
2: I I was, you know, I'm, from so the glad, moon. <laughs> I'm so glad that she was holding her husband as he was shaking and sobbing that it was over.
1: Oh, God, and yeah, all, and landing on his dick, right?
2: I, all I have to say is that, like, A, her husband's cock must be super small because there's no way that you sit there and shake and sob over a presidential election. Well, look, look, like, if I, you add I'm up. Not if... happy. I'm not happy that Trump lost, but I'm not sobbing, right? I'm okay with it. All right, like, all you right, gotta right, remember. Because of his fucking mouth.
1: You gotta remember. You gotta and remember. I'm
2: sure Brianna Wu won because of hers. <laughs>
1: You gotta remember, the sum of inches in that relationship is still less than the average. <laughs> John Flint is not a well-endowed man.
0: <laughs> uh we or physically. But anyway, we don't uh, you know, we don't wanna impugn anybody here.
2: We're we're not impugning anybody.
1: Well, it's okay to be less than average. It's just that, you know, when you start saying stupid shit and uh and expressing yourself in a way that that suggests otherwise. You know, maybe, uh, maybe you need to come down a peg or two. Maybe uh, someone, ought to, maybe someone ought to throw a ruler at you.
2: I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's getting pegged. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure yeah. that's happening. Well, which one, which him are you talking about here? That's a good question.
0: All right. Well, before we get, uh, before we get too far down this uh,
1: rabbit hole, because it's, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole.
0: Are you, uh, are you look, afraid
2: of this rabbit hole?
1: Look, John Flint didn't kill himself. All right. Fair
0: enough. So oh. I've got uh, I've got something here that uh, you'll you'll uh, love oh, this article.
1: Let me go ahead and start this one off before uh, before Steve gets to it. Aww. Wind energy is shit. Well, just don't just, do I mean, it. The, uh
0: Just the title itself really gives it all away. I'll, I'll share that with
2: it's you. It's worse. Portion of this segment has now been occupied by statement
1: It's worse. It's worse than battery tech here. So, it's worse than solar. It's an ecological disaster on multiple I, fronts.
2: I, I actually, I, I'm less concerned about wind tech than solar tech because um,
1: well, at least solar is made out of sand. This shit eats up our steel production and it kills the wildlife.
2: Yeah, that, that's kind of the tough part, right? Because your your choice, your choice is between two shitty energy technologies. Right? It's like playing The Witcher 3 and doing the Baron quest. You're like, oh, shit,
3: I have to fucking
2: save an alcoholic wife-beater's family. Or I let them go to the happy fucking beyond. Because either way, it's a shitty decision, right? <laughs> and that's, that, that's what I'm faced with with Wind and Solar.
1: So, so Wind kills on hand, all the birds.
2: That, that's the thing. Wind kills all the birds, and that's very sad. I really like my bald eagle. I right, to like my cormorants and my endangered species.
1: You know and the then- magpies can go die, but like at least <laughs> yeah, we'll hear them. We'll we'll hear less bitching at the end of it.
2: That's exactly right. So so I I feel very sad for these great birds of prey that the wind turbines kill. But at least it hits forty percent average energy generation throughout the year.
1: Yeah, right? but you gotta you also remember here though the, the intermittency on wind is so much worse than solar, because at I least with solar at least with solar you know for a fact there's at least like this kind of 8 hour window where the sun will be up
2: the problem is the problem is right that wind is consistent so wind hits like 30ish 40% uh now both of them have averaged out to 30% or something like well, that the wind stops
1: the wind just stops wind
2: hits a little bit average of about 30 to 40% or at least what you do uh, offshore stuff yeah but solar is like 26 and the reason for that is that as much as solar has an eight-hour window in winter it doesn't hit the eight-hour window right so it goes from like a 30 some odd percent installation in the summer No. it generates all of its power to a 12 percent of capacity in the
1: winter here's the thing you know you know in advance when these things are going to happen you do not know this with wind. There is, is zero guarantee on when you're going to get energy, except is, for, oh, when there's wind.
2: That is true. Wind, you do not know. Wind is and fucking and when, surprise when your power cells go down.
1: And when wind stops, it's not like, oh, it's it's kind of like the day's ending. We know it's going to stop soon. When the wind stops, it just kind of goes, nope, no more wind.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You wanted lights, you don't got lights. You're fucked. The,
2: the, the thing that's always funny is that you see the people who defend wind, they're like, oh, we can project wind out two weeks in advance. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I, I can project power demand out for the next 36 years. So, yeah, <laughs> we have a little problem there if you're good only for two weeks.
1: You might even call yeah, it a replicability it's, crisis. It's the thing is, they want to put out these big wind farms like out in the ocean where it's going to kill more birds. Not only that, it's going to disrupt whale paths. That's where they <laughs> want to put these things. Is in the way of the fucking whale migration. Like they're, the whales are not going to be used to giant metal poles in the water. They're just going to ram into them.
2: Well, I, I think the, uh, the, the big problem with well, whales is not running into the metal poles. They're okay with that. The problem is that wind turbines generate infrasound
3: which basically
2: fucks over bats and anything else that uses sound as its primary method of...
1: Oh, wait, you mean like like whales?
2: Like, kind of like whales, yeah. (laughs) Those motherfuckers have not learned to adapt to use their eyes like the rest of us mammals. So
1: that was kind of the point that, like, they have paths they follow, and if they hear a wind turbine, they're going to go towards it. And not like no, no, well, like, I'm not sure it. who you are, but they might ram face first into him.
2: It, it would be it would be more like sitting there, and uh, I think I think a better example for most people would be imagine a giant blender, and you know it exists, but you don't know where it is because it's surrounded in fog, and your choice <laughs> is to move forward and get blenderified or not.
1: Yeah, and no because
2: walls. All it does is produce <laughs> this constant low-energy hum in the surrounding ocean. Not a good place to be if you're a whale.
1: Yeah, so the whales, whales are good, like So they want to put these things off the coast. And and obviously, that's the place to do it because no land real estate's lost there. But you have all the problems with whales, fish, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Boats, if you want to have boats do fishing. That was one of the things they are going to do was fuck over the local coastal fisheries by taking away their ability to get to the place where the fish are located
2: so 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 just to put it put it put it into reference in terms of of carbon free energy sources so to speak right nuclear obviously wins
1: well that one's actually carbon free well yes it is it is it just is
2: it's There's just, no way to get around that. It's you're right. It lasts forever. It costs almost nothing. All of the costs are paid for in the first 10, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. I, I totally, nuclear, you know, I don't, I, I think I've argued it half a dozen times here and I will continue to defend it to the, till I am dead. Right. This is followed shortly by hydro. And hydropower is a pretty awesome energy source. Yes, yeah. we have a huge amount of ecological damage that we do, but this creates <laughs> a ton of new habitat for a large variety of species. Oh, it's
1: it's it's damage in the way that Thanos wanted it to be. I mean, can we really ask for much more it's it's, I, I, it's actually it's twice the it's twice the destruction he wanted until the very end of that series. Because it does a whole bunch of damage, hundred percent.
2: It, it's a mixed bag though, right? Because we expand yeah. the aquasphere and wetlands have well, This is the part where it's like the last... species.
1: This is right. where it's like Endgame. They'll never know the difference.
2: Maybe, maybe. But but ask at the
1: bitchies. Where did you tell this lake come from? I don't at, know.
2: At least with hydropower, right? Like, yes, we lose species habitat, but other species gain habitat. So it's kind of a neutral category there. Then we but, come to the solar. Which requires the whole fair clear-cutting of forests and indigenous terrain. Because that sounds environmentally. Well, here's the
1: thing. Suppose you didn't clear-cut the forest. Suppose, instead, you just put the solar panel above it. What What? happens to the trees below? They die.
2: Well, I mean, that and the
1: fact that... (laughs) You create a new fungal jungle. Well,
0: since we're we're in a joke, Ellie, joking mood here, You guys need to take a look at Energy Vault and their uh, amazing storage. I
2: I don't think I actually do.
0: Oh, no, you absolutely do. I have have a
1: feeling I'm not going to be happy here. Oh,
0: I I think you will. And just to put some clarity on why this all got so damn silly. uh, What the fuck is this face? Oh, just scroll down until you see the tower. Yes, (sighs) tower. But uh, the last article, policy, not tech. Spurred Danish dominance in wind energy, so uh, really it's, it's kind of all of
2: course. Well, I mean that that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> universally true though, right? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. What, every single time, every single time I see the, the like renewable advocates, they come in and they say that. Uh, fossil fuels has all of these tax credits because that's basically the primary form of attack against these. Is they get a ton of tax credits, so fossil fuels get uh, get your standard depreciation, which is something that literally every business gets. And your farted on office chair is, uh, you know, if you decided to run this podcast as a business, right? Your farted on office chair has a seven year depreciation schedule, which means that. The government assumes that in seven years you're going to need to replace it. Solar panels get a five-year depreciation schedule.
1: Yeah, but they have a ten-year, they have a ten-year payback time.
2: <laughs> and, and it's like a twenty-year lifespan. So, right. so you, look at, you look at almost everything else that we do, and they get a rapid depreciation schedule. And then on top of that, they get a huge tax credit, huge. So for solar, uh, for the listener. of the cost of the installation of solar, and I mean like paying a dude to overcharge you on the panels and putting them wherever the fuck you want to put them, you get 30% of that back year one. Then you get to deduct another 35% of that panel's cost over the next five years. Right? Because that's what its actual macros is. Right? Right. Uh, And so by the time you're done with that, at the the end of the day, the reason that people are investing in solar is because within five years, 65% of the cost of a panel is paid for by the government.
1: You which can turn it really means in- everyone else is paying for it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're, you're what you're really doing is being a dick to all your neighbors, which that might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing, but that's what you're doing.
2: But that's that's the reality of it. So when we start talking about things like subsidies, yes, it's true. You could make the argument that the oil and gas industry gets subsidies. They do have some special carve-outs, but this is basically if they build a well, they're not allowed to deduct the well costs, so they deduct the value of the well that they sell every year. It's questionable. It's kind of squishy. But that's kind of how every other business operates. When we talk about wind and solar and their tax credits, they get all of that stuff. Plus an additional rebate onto their generation. So it's thirty percent for solar and wind generally takes the performance tax credit because they generate a lot more power than solar does. And that's like two cents per kilowatt hour that they they generate. It's insane. yeah, and that's why you see wind wind power get built. So what you end up finding out is if you dig into the data, every single time that that tax credit expires, wind turbines and solar energy, stops getting built like immediately that year and then they extend the tax credit i gotta ask
1: here what the fuck is with these 35 ton bricks why wouldn't they just use tungsten and make them much smaller
0: exactly there's any number of
1: well here's the thing the the way that this scales is is doesn't mean like a tower is stupid yes it's it's not going to be big enough right this is recent, like the the thing the thing that was uh, recent uh, where they were talking about pumping air into the ground to do pressurization instead. That made a hell of a lot more sense than this because it would yes. be like having a tower a mile high.
0: Yes. So 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 for the ones that are listening, <laughs> because now that we've finally got to this, it's it's beautiful. I'm going to describe to you the picture of this. So you've got a tower in the middle of nowhere with 35-ton composite bricks comprising it. So it, it's not really anything. It's just some oh, tower what happened of What if the
1: wind knocks us over? Exactly.
0: At its core is a crane, a four-way crane that lifts oh. and lowers these 35-ton blocks. Here's and the kicker when it, it drops them, that runs I the generators. Saw... It oh is supposed God. to be an energy storage medium. And it so is... I, actually,
2: I actually consulted on this, or Magic. at least somebody was asking me about a design similar to this, and they were originally – they wanted to use abandoned ski lifts in the mountains to carry things up. And I basically turned around and said that every single tower is going to have an 85% oh, loss due to friction on the – I've heard
1: the... a proposal about something similar with the ski lift shit.
2: Yep, so so they consulted oh. me. They actually paid me money to, to look into this for them, <laughs> um, and I told yeah, them that it was fucking stupid. Drift. The ski lift thing was yeah. stupid. I told them the only viable way they could do it is if they designed a tower where they basically stacked all of these bricks up, and that would only have the, the 85% or the uh, 15% loss on the one pulley system up and down. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they, they this appears to be something that came out of something that I had a discussion with back in two thousand and. Uh, fuck, thirteen or fourteen, somewhere in there. I I actually talked to somebody who was looking to develop this. You son of a bitch! And I told them it was it was the a retarded idea and wouldn't work.
0: <laughs> so basically, the, you gave them the, the
1: go thing, ahead.
2: I am no longer part of this project.
1: <laughs> but you're also saying we can blame you and still be right. Mm.
2: Yeah, you can.
1: Damn I'm not it, saying Steve. that I'll be right when I blame you, but I am saying that I can blame you.
2: No, you you probably can, right? Because like I said, the original I was talking to people with was to use like abandoned ski lifts and they were just all these big ass bricks up the fucking. I love mountain. the
1: background of this website. It's just a fucking wave breaking <laughs> has nothing to do with what they're trying to sell here.
2: But yeah they've They've been looking at trying to store it like this, and I just don't see it as technically feasible. The energy losses that you get in a friction drift absolutely huge
1: well like they could use you know obviously you get greased bearings and so on and and you can you can decrease the losses you'd get at the get go from the bearing part of it. The major problem they're gonna have is the electrical losses there's no way to get around those.
2: Well, even though, even so, right? Even with grease bearings, you should still assume a, get a of loss of fifteen to twenty percent.
0: Oh yeah, just uh, yeah, straight out of the gate, that's a bit high. Loss.
1: That, that's that's a bit high with with a just a generic. But also, even with the tonnage they are talking about here, that's still a bit high. The principal loss they're going to have here, I still think, is going to be an electrical system, because like, it, look, it's it's, it's not. It's not as bad as like chemical losses, where like the splitting water, you're losing a uh, point uh, eight six volts either way. Or no, uh, yeah, that's right. Point, whatever. Point is like in this this specific scenario here, we're talking about major losses from using an electric motor, an electric generator, unless you have things that are perfectly conductive, like super conductive. You're talking about pretty significant losses just due to the fact that metals are, have resistance. Even even electrical grade copper is going to have enough of a resistance with the power densities that they're talking about using to significantly decrease the effectiveness of the system.
0: And not to mention mechanical wear on the parts. I mean, it is a oh, yeah, there's, there's
1: way too many moving parts in this thing. Well,
2: this, the, the mechanical wear is actually interesting. Same problem. Have with this system is what they've been having in wind turbines, right? So what you yeah. get from wind industry is wind industry says you build a turbine and it lasts twenty five years. <laughs> Truth, no, is that it's closer to twelve to fifteen years, and the predominant reason is the bearings. So as, as yeah, a
1: little bit of dust in there.
2: As soon as you start talking about trying to balance this this load essentially out front, where all of your weight is supported on one one component you have these rubber bearings and that helps you keep things to be proper and true. And let me but pause you for just a half second on time. that too
0: because the proposals on so many of these quote unquote energy towers is to put them in the middle of deserts.
1: Well here here's a way to actually uh bring it back home to the for a average consumer grade uh person, you know, just hanging out there with their their home devices, your car, the engine sits on mounts, your engine mounts they break if you fuck with them too hard. Like, if you rev your engine a lot, you're going to break your engine mounts. Uh, So, you know, basically, if you have a teenage kid, you're going to have broken engine mounts. Um, So imagine with this thing that you're... Whenever you get good sun or you get good wind, you're stomping on the gas and you're revving your engine. And then when uh, the wind stops and then you get demand, you stomp on the gas again because it's now going the other direction, eventually you're gonna wear out these these mounts. So any of the any of the power components they're dealing with, um, the uh, the balancing on the b- the base of the gantry, um, the part where they have to have tensioners to pull down hard to actually drive the uh, the um, the inductor fly, uh, like that's all that stuff is gonna have moving parts. You can't get around from oh get around or away from it the best you could really do is try to like air dust the cable as it comes into the, the housing. Like, because I'm assuming it's going to be an enclosed facility that actually houses the, uh, the part that does power generation. And even that's not going to be sufficient to keep out enough dust to prevent this kind of major wear on the system. Wind turbines are doubly screwed because there's no way to like house a wind turbine and still get wind. Uh, You're not going to be able to prevent dust accumulation with this system It's like you're going to generate dust from moving composite blocks around. You're talking about like moving concrete blocks. Like if they're going to scratch against each other. So regardless of whether or not it's going to be like an external facility, you're going to have all this dust generation on site anyway. And if you talk about wear and tear on the different parts of it, dust from the blocks is the thing. You're going to lose mass on these weights. Like, it's just going to become less effective over time unless you have significant upkeep. The the kind of materials they're talking about using here are just not going to last. So in other words, thanks, Steve. It's, it's not a good idea. Like, you're, you're welcome.
2: I, I am so glad you have participated in, in Stupid Ideas. Now, to be fair to myself, I told them it was a dumb idea, and they stopped yeah. hiring me. But <laughs> I'm just... <laughs>
0: Just imagine the grifting you could be doing right now. You could yeah, still be with the these thing. guys.
2: That's kind of thing I, I actually believe that engineering mattered to the world and uh in order to keep it mattering we have to not lie about it. Yeah. Otherwise we devolve into the social studies and social sciences to uh, you know where everything is racist, sexist. And you have bad to plan it all out. Right. So I would rather sit there and suffer with integrity than grift with, uh, with
1: bullshit.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All
1: right. Well, I have to go here shortly. I think we're coming up on three hours anyway.
0: Well, About two and a half since I've been here, but yeah, it's, (laughs) Oh, I I think we've had a pretty good time. And uh, for anybody that's going to be listening to this in the very near future, um, be well and stay calm. The world is not as crazy as you might think. It's uh hashtag. It gets better. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, um, and things aren't uh, things aren't as hopeless as they might seem. So just keep your chin up and be well. Stay well, and it's been a pleasure. Talk to you soon.
2: On on the upside, I'm probably going to be looking for a job soon enough.
0: Hey, uh, yeah. you know, Solyndra might
1: be hiring again soon.
2: <laughs> I, you know what? And maybe I can go there and uh, get them to actually get a real result.
1: Maybe hey, so. Hey, maybe you can go to Cylindra and turn them into Cylindra Nuclear. Mm. Possibly. All right. Well, it's been great.
0: See you all again mm. next week.